This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Gang, we are joined by his honor of the hunting lodge. He Millie Rock and Eagle Rock, corporate America's new hot it boy, the outdoors overlord, the forest pharaoh. He's called his entire operation untalented tryhards, the Fanute the Coop King. There's no wrong way to copper Reese's the factory pharaoh. If a tree falls, this motherfucker will do a whole fashion show around it. Founder and creative director of Reese Cooper Inc. Reese Cooper. What's up, buddy? Jesus, that's good. I, I've been that. thinking about all week about what that was going to be. Oh, uh, really? You can take 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 it, put it on a tee, put it on a yeah. tee, sell it, all the money yours, donate it maybe um, to a good cause. And I, I definitely yeah, see Yeah, no, no. I have full copyright license of everything we talk about. On oh, we're, we're terrible with our IP. So if you want to steal anything, I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when it comes to any legal matters, we are not the guys to fucking ask, but we are the guys to finesse. So you know, that's on you. So put it on a T, update your LinkedIn, update your business card, whatever you need, whatever you need to do, Reese. We're here for you. Um, thank you for joining us. Eagle Brock. We appreciate, yeah, no, appreciate you making fun. the time. The first thing that we want to do, though, I feel like I'm pretty sure you're going to be wearing, you know, some Reese Cooper pieces. We want to do a fit check, my friend. Uh, the question for you in walking through the audience at home, the totality of your outfit is, do you want to start Top down or bottom up? The choices. Uh, probably bottom up. Ooh, correct. probably the correct answer. You are not a police officer. Not LAPD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, Let's that's see. one. That's one thing you don't want to be. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Just literally describe what I'm wearing. Literally today. tell us the the the, the, the brand, the, or make. the sneaks on your feet. Yeah, everything about it. Paint What's the mental the picture for What's us. What's on the dogs? Right now, it's uh, these black ACG boots. I think they're called the Terra Antarctic. They're like a Gore-Tex boot. Uh, it's genuinely the most comfortable shoe I've ever can worn. You, can you take one off and hold it up for the camera so that we can see? Nice, dude. Thick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Robust. real good. I don't want to over. I don't want to over. I don't want to overstep here, but I think no pun intended. I think those are a Nathan Van Hook designed shoe, and that's only notable because Nathan Van Hook just last week left Nike officially, and he's most famously <laughs> the guy that designed the Air Yeezy Two. Where's he going? He hasn't said. I don't. I, I have no idea. But Is he uh, going to Reese Cooper? <laughs> yeah, for RCI. Yeah, we we are doing. Uh, we're starting footwear this season. Ooh. Oh, really? That'll be is it going to be is it going to be uh th- like outdoorsy and techy kind of like what you got on the feet right now? Yeah. ACG not not as techy, but it's uh I'm definitely starting with hiking boots, but everything okay. made in Fuck Italy. Yes. We made a boot. Oh. Did you see our boot? Yeah, have you I did. Seen, What did, what did you think of those real quick? They're cool. <laughs> I like the color blocking. I'm just like the what matches your shirt part. The webbing? The, the webbing, the webbing, the, the webbing. Yeah. yeah, I've just never been into like webbing on shoes. It's like Chelsea boot esque. But well, Chelsea yeah, boots are I mean, like it's, trash. It's, we, it's we made Chelsea this boot. boot. We made this boot to bury all Chelsea boots. That's why we right, did this. Exactly. So we did the world a service, actually. Right, the Chelsea well, boot. We appreciate it to end all Chelsea boot <laughs> brunch will never be the same, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Reese, what kind of socks are you wearing with those ACGs? I was hoping they were my socks, but no, they are Benjamin Edgar socks. Okay. Ah. Support the homies though. Yeah. Always support the homies. Yeah. Um, And then the pants working our way up. 
uh, fall 20, my brand, uh, cargo pants in brown. How many nice. pockets are on those bad boys? Yeah. 17, Fuck 18? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. How do, nine. How do you, how do you like, you must lose your drugs all the time or your keys. <laughs> the, the keys, the keys. Oh, you got the carabiner. Go right oh, here. That's, that's they right. go right here on the, hook, right. the trademark hook. Right. Yes. So you don't Actually, lose your keys, but you lose your drugs. hundred percent. Every time. Right. <laughs> uh, do you have a belt on? Did I see a belt poking out? Yeah, I actually don't know what it is. It's just like some vintage leather belt. Okay, cool. Save the earth. One, it's, it's a, ladies and gentlemen, listen. I, I've seen a lot of belts. That's American Eagle. Okay, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ferragamo. Yeah, yeah. Reese is actually wearing a giant Hermes uh, buckle belt right now. Yeah, but like bootleg, like double the size of the H. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the size of a car grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the T. T, uh, mine, standard T. Uh, we can talk about the T. I love my it. fucking T-shirts. They're, uh, yeah? Yeah. Your graphics are, your graphics slap. Yeah, you're a big Thank graphics you. guy. Dude, I do all my graphics myself at this point. Really? Yeah. You're you a Photoshop to... whiz. Photoshop Illustrator. A lot of it's hand done. Uh, really? Like, a lot of it's hand done, whether that's uh, drawing things, cutting it out, scanning, collaging, and then tracing an illustrator in Photoshop. But yeah, like anytime there's handwritten stuff on things, like that's my handwriting. I do a lot of the drawings and painting. Is this one based on like, could you let us know the reference? Like what, like, is this based on the one you're wearing right now? The, uh, the RCI trading co is that based on like something? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You can see the full thing. It's like this old, uh, hunting ad from, a book that I found in a library. It's like from 1910, but it was like an advertisement for uh, like a breed of hunting dog. But I just picked <laughs> out the birds and like the moon okay. that was in the background and then caught just like my dog in a it. magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, what, what, what would this fictional, what, what would this fictional RCI trading co um, do business in? Uh, we deal in everything. Really? Everything. Importers, exporters. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like the brand being my name. I've never felt comfortable just like slapping my actual name on stuff, even though that technically is the company name and right. the logo and everything. So like RCI Trading Co. is kind of just a way for me to get like more comfortable doing logo things. Because right. my problem early on was uh, getting really deep in the storytelling aspect and just making things super fictional. And then if someone wore it, like... It all stemmed from like Idris Elba wore this Lone Pine sweater that I did from first season. Mm -hmm. And like that was huge. It, he wore it at like a big appearance and like it made the, I mean, it made the newspaper. Was, in he, was he DJing in Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same time. But like no one knew what it was or right. where to get it. And I was like, ah, logos are important. Right, right, exactly. Were, were there <laughs> any other, were there any other brand names that uh, are on the cutting room floor that didn't make it to, to print? Nah, it was just this. It was, it's always been Reese Cooper and then RCI Trading Co. is kind of like a workaround so that you didn't have your name slapped on people's chests and butts. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like, I just use like RCI as kind of everything. Right. But even like RCI Trading Co. Is, doesn't make sense technically if you spelled it out because it's just RCI is just Reese Cooper Inc. Right. right. Well, listen, I just use, most, like, most fashion doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. if you actually spell it. Yeah. It's, all make, it's all make believe. Yeah. It, which is the point because none of it fucking matters anyways. It's just right. clothes. Well, but, you're, uh, you're so fucking humble. We're happy that you found a workaround, Reese, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's just like the RCI was just kind of created as a way to not just put my own name on things just out of a comfort it's, level. It's for, but, yeah. So you could sleep at night, right? That's Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like 
the sweats have stopped finally. Right. For sure. And um, it's a little hard to tell on the Zoom quality. Shout out mother. But uh, your necklace, is that puka shell or is that pearls? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's, fre- that's freshwater pearls. Uh, Ooh. What, uh, and you, can, you, can you explain like the significance of the freshwater pearls? To there is, which is myself, a troglodyte, uh, not a waterman. <laughs> yeah, if, if there is significance, I don't know it. I just think they're pretty. Okay, but are they are freshwater pearls like more expensive? I I would have to believe so. No, get them out one. of the fucking river. <laughs> where where does one acquire a beautiful the set river of freshwater pills? <laughs> the river. I I, the I got it at a I got it at a store. I got the necklace. I work. Uh, I got the necklace in New York. I was there two weeks ago, but I got it at a store uh, I work with in New York. And how many of your immature friends have made pearl necklace jokes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, none. I think we'll, that we'll just be like the first. Is that we'll just like a not, not a Gen Z thing to like roast your homies? That's what I hear. I don't know. I only hang out with like three or four people in LA. That's <laughs> like, we're all dressed like fucking idiots to anyone else. So it's like, okay. what are we going to do? <laughs> like... <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. Um, and fair. lest we forget the panties, what yeah. panties are you work, working with today? Uh, oh, I'm so glad they're not Supreme boxers. Just regular <laughs> hands. Okay. <laughs> are you briefs? a bo- boxer briefs guy? Yes. Okay. Thank you. We, this is a, uh, is there, are we ever going to see Reese Cooper boxer briefs or boxers or any type of underwear um, in the near to midterm future? Yeah. Uh, no, only because I think it's unnecessary. Like what, Based on being a small company, it's like I can't manufacture things for like that cheap okay. uh, because I'm not doing like mass units. And it's like, who the fuck wants to pay mass units? They would yes. actually have to, they would actually have to retail for like $60 for a pair Damn. of underwear. And well, I just I mean, think that's people, ridiculous. People love a luxury boxer. I mean, that's not anything new. I don't think people would bat an eye, an eyelash at that, to be honest. I think the most expensive underwear I own is like, I actually took the time and got some of the Raft Calvin underwear, but then I was pissed off that they were like $38 a pair. Okay. So I only got like three. So you, you, so you empathize with the consumer. So you're not trying to like put out body by Reese Cooper. (laughs) Not anytime soon. (laughs) As soon as I get a little money though, I'm going to change up. Okay. That's cool. We, we, I mean, that's the, that's why James and I are doing this podcast so we can make a little money and act like we don't know nobody. I do it in my Coopers. (laughs) Uh, do you have any other jewelry on? Like, do you, do you wear a watch? Do you have, like, your ears pierced? Anything? No, no ears pierced. I don't wear a watch. The only, I have another necklace on. It's just like a Tiffany & Co. dog tag. It has a... My mom got this for me for Christmas, like, three years ago. It's not going to come up on the Zoom quality, but it has the, uh, like, the coordinates that I used as a graphic from the Lone Pine collection, like, my first season showing in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, engraved on it. So that was, like, a little... Christmas what are the significance of those coordinates? Besides the fact that you used it, but, like, what are they coordinates for? Uh, it's just, like, Lone Pine Peak, like, this mountain in California that I based the first collection off of. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a pretty uh, thoughtful gift from Mama Cooper. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah, no, she, she kills the game. Yeah. Damn. So she's like, a, she's like, you would say she's like a stan for, for your yeah. shit. She, she like was like, your, yeah. mom, your mom is really yeah. simping for Reese Cooper Inc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, no, I think she's into it. <laughs> you think? What is she she saying she's like, it's so. pretty fucking good, I guess. You know? <laughs> I, I text her. I'm like, do you like this? She's like, yeah, it's cool. Does she, I, wear, does she wear your designs? Like whether it's, you know, the, the women's stuff exclusively or like maybe like some outerwear, you know, men's pieces? Uh, Rocket? Hoodie, like, I don't know, like hoodie sweatshirts. Uh, she'll steal from whatever we're in huh. Paris and do like the showroom. She'll Typical take a woman, am I right? Home. Okay. <laughs> is she, is she like, uh, is, is oh, she her- has one of the purses. 
It has another oh, person. Per, sure, of course. Is her eye the eye you trust the most? Like, who else are you sending um, samples to or just, like, ideas to and getting, like, their cosign or their gut check? Yeah, the feedback. It's it's super small. I, like, uh, I work with, like, a couple friends in L.A., but then most of the actual, like, decision-making is done, like, just like iMessage. It's, like, I hit, like, Ben, Edgar, uh, my friend Tom Winslade in London, like, Jacob Hetzer in LA and that's kind of it like it's just like small circle of friends and it's just like is this cool and then one of them will be like no and I'll be like I oh they're honest like so you're never good. worried about them like as you get more popping you're not worried about them oh not dude being my, no no and that's the best like that's why I like these friends because it's like we're super honest with each other because my biggest fear is doing something that's fucking stupid and I'm like is this cool and they're like yeah man that's awesome and it's like right. Now I'm going to look like an idiot. You should add us to, to that text chain. We'll be honest with you for sure. No, we'll be, <laughs> sick, we'll be sick. We'll be sick of fans. We'll just be like, yeah, that's yeah, sick. Yeah, actually, no, no, I'm sorry. Yo, we'll how's the, size, so yo, how's the get, sizing on that? Free shit. <laughs> <laughs> so your friends are not intimidated by the blue check, by the tens of thousands, by the awards, by the accolades, all that, which is, which is good. We need those. We need those in our lives. We, we're surrounded by fucking yes men. It's, it's disgusting, honestly. I like it personally. I, want, yeah. I, would, I would like more yes It validates men. Lawrence's... Um, I know. need at least one. Right. Well, you listen, fall, man. You need I'm a fall guy. You need a fall guy. If you want to borrow I'm Chuck available. ever, I'm available, dude. So just holler at me if you need it. If you need give a Chuck, yes man, give Chuck my email after this. Sure. Yep. Say less. Would be great That's to connect. <laughs> connect and construct. For sure. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Reese, as I think you know, the three main subjects of this podcast, Throwing Fits, the only podcast that matters, are money, Kaching. Meats and cheeks. Yep. That's, and most uh, importantly, yeah, sucking and fucking. Most importantly, uh, Jimmy, Larry, the goddamn motherfucking boys, ourselves. Yep. Let's spend a few hours talking about ourselves um, mm-hmm. first and foremost. So like yourself, right? Uh, we've recently entered the design game. We've been shattering industry records left and right, shifting entire paradigms and pioneering, honestly, like to put, not to put it lightly, but pioneering new planes of visual aesthetics and business structures. <laughs> um, I guess my question to you is like, when are you going to take inspiration from us and have someone from your team uh, eat 24 hot dogs in 24 hours and then make corresponding merch celebrating the occasion and sell like, I don't know, 15 of yeah. them. And it's just, there's like a lot of startup cost that goes into those things. <laughs> like buying 24, 24 dogs, dogs and 24, 24 buns. <laughs> it's just like one, there's the time element. Uh, <laughs> one day, have, 24 hours. <laughs> I, yeah. It's, and then, you know, or less or less. Those are, yeah. those, those are hard to come by. Uh, the startup cost of the hot dogs. I suppose you, I mean, where did you get the hot dogs? Chuck, where did you get the hot dogs? I don't even know what it was called. Some, some grocery C-town. store in Bushwick. Yeah. C-town, just, a, no? just a bodega. Yeah. Okay. At the hot dog store. Yeah. Maybe we could swing it. Uh, I'll just have to see if it works in the fall budget. We'll just include yeah. it in the sampling costs of the next show. And maybe that's the finale. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Put us, put us in the show notes. That's all. Yeah, it's a 24 hour finale. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Live stream. Live stream the whole thing, dude. Okay. Yeah, uh, all the all the designers come out. People are thinking you're going to come out. It's a fucking a waiter comes out with 24 hot dogs. It's Chuck, it's just Chuck <laughs> eating 24 just hot dogs uh, just in the middle of the runway, and people are like, "Can I leave?" No, no, no. no. Locked in. Absolutely not. 24 hours. Um, no. Next next show is going to be. You have to check your phone at the door. It's yeah. Digital. It's no. It's digital fashion week again. Uh, so we have to film like a week prior, and I'm not trying to have any like leaking situation. Right, so everyone's going to have to lock their phone, and it's like. You get the phones back once he eats the hot dogs. That's fair. I like that. That's a, fair, that's a fair trade, and no one will be mad at that arrangement whatsoever. Yeah. 
Pressure's on. Well, John. then it's like you have the whole crowd on his side because they're trying to leave, but they right. They're <laughs> like, Rap, let's go. They start maybe, eating the hot dogs. Maybe it becomes, yeah, it becomes a team. It becomes a team effort where the entire room has to finish twenty-four hot dogs in, let's say, twenty-four minutes, and only then and only then can you leave. It's like right. a saw. It's like That's, a saw situation. This is, Every, this everyone is works really together. It's like R&D. it's like the pizza party at the end of school. It's like you all have to earn it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is. But the pizza is party is getting shit. able to leave. <laughs> right, that's, getting your that's, freedom back. The the reward is being released. That's basically yes. what it comes down to. Okay, good. To um, happy, happy to help, Reese. You know, Reese. I, I mentioned this a little earlier, but I've been in Reese Cooper mode all damn day. I know your whole life story. It's a short story. Um, uh, and really came away with kind of one takeaway, which is that you're young as shit. Uh, everybody mentions that. It gets the first thing they say. Yeah. Like, this guy's the Justin B. This guy's the Flynn McGarry of the fashion game. <laughs> do you hate? Do you hate how every single piece of press you do, including this one, starts off immediately by talking about your age? Uh, I used to get annoyed by it just because I was like, I mean, when I started doing this shit, I was like eighteen, nineteen, and I was in that mentality. Like, no, I'm a grown up. Like, fuck you guys. I can play at this level, and then it's like. <laughs> So you're, yeah. I, I love you throwing a temper tantrum to prove how, how mature and old you are. I could go to exactly. war. I could get drafted. It didn't mess. It didn't mess. Yeah. So now I'm like, I don't know. Have you embraced like, it? Uh, yes and no. I've embraced it in the sense of like, I've realized there's a lot of shit I can still get away with. <laughs> like like eating hot dogs on the runway exactly like everyone's just gonna look at that and be like oh like i get it He's oh is that a tick, is that a tick is that a tiktok trend or something yeah, that exactly. yeah. that's what's hot with the with the, with the zoomers fuck it sure yeah but that, is that what no, Bryce Hall like, doing? i i i get a i go back and forth between like one it's not important considering like i have been doing this for like six years at this point so sure. i don't feel super like new and right. young at it uh, but there's a lot of days where I'm like, holy shit, I'm in over in my head. I really should be failing college right now. <laughs> well, I, I do think coming from being experienced media men, once myself, like they're always looking for an angle or a story and like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get those clicks. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And like that, and by calling you the, the Justin, the Flynn McGarry of the design game. But, uh, as you put more and more seasons, successful seasons on your belt and like put more product out in the world, then like, that's the story. Right. So it's really just yeah. like, force of circumstance the fact that everyone's so focused on the age thing is it still a thing though is it still something that is is coming up because like it's gonna come up but has it's got to have waned over the years right at this point yeah it's definitely slowed down uh i've done i think it's four collections now that are like on the vogue runway app and like this season was the first review that like didn't mention it can i give you can i give you a piece of advice um congrats never age yeah. Don't yeah. grow. No, it's something old. I've been working on. Yeah. Stay young forever. For my sure. back hurts right now. Yeah. Dude, uh, my sucks. fucking back hurts. I got, I moved into my hairline is trash. <laughs> I moved into a new apartment in August and I was like, cool. August is a calm month. Oh, nice. I got all the free time in the world. I'll like make it nice. Considering I used to be trapped. I'm in downtown. I live. Uh, uh, what, what's your address? I live like. Yeah. What's your uh, address? Yeah. Yeah. No, I live like three <laughs> blocks from my office. And oh, so nice. I get to walk to work now. So I was like, if I'm not traveling as much this year, let me take like the money I was putting into all these flights and like make home nice was the plan. But right. it's like, uh, I don't know, shit, two months into it. And I still am just mattress on the floor. No other furniture. Hell yeah. Oh, that's very on brand. Yeah. It, extremely. I thought, I thought August would be like a lot of downtime. And then just like, as soon as I moved in, I was like, Oh fuck. Nope. Right. I'm headed to downtown LA in a week. 
I'll be at the yeah. Hoxton. Maybe maybe James can help you build a bed frame. Yeah. <laughs> I, yo, I love putting together IKEA furniture. What? No you love that? Cappington. I do. I really like it. I don't know. It's weird. Well, I don't um, know if Reese is, is buying <laughs> IKEA. Maybe wait. My man's copping my man's copping Miller's. Dude, my uh no, actually everything everything in my office as of now, we're like halfway through the build out. It's all custom designed by me really? and my friend. Yeah, yeah. Me and my friend uh Nick Gianetti, he's a wonderful furniture designer interior designer but we're doing my uh apartment and office Fire. that's char that's charlie's younger or older brother younger okay is the office and home gonna have like a, a common motif or do you want to keep that shit separate so like you feel like you're no at home? I, no no it's totally it's totally separate now thank god yeah <laughs> my home is my office now as you can tell well, all, all our homes are you don't want to shit you don't, don't want to shit now. where you eat you know take yeah. it from us we no, when I choice. first moved to LA, I lived in a an apartment down here, and I was working out of uh, that apartment as well. And it just got to a point where it's like you wake up in the morning and open your eyes, and the first thing you're looking at is like a stack of cardboard boxes. You're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. What do you do? You miss anything from from that time? Either if it's something tangible, like being <clears throat> work, working and living in the same space, or even just kind of like you know something you romanticize. Do you miss anything from that time? Uh, no, <laughs> only because I like tried not to be nostalgic as much as possible by design, like on purpose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. only looking forward. Is that because like, you're afraid of like, you know, like dropping the ball on all the things you still have yet to accomplish or what's the thinking there? It, it's something like that, but it's also like, I feel like remember when is like the lowest form of conversation. Tony Soprano said that. That's a fact. Dude, that, 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 that's a show from uh, when you were very Yeah, have young. you ever this? It is a, a show from when James and I were growing up before you were born, a little show called this The is, Sopranos. Was, this was black and white or color TV. It was a show about an opera. Well, well, well actually, actually, Reese, it's, uh, it's not TV. It's HBO. So, you know, um, box office. Reese, yo, first off, thank you for taking time. I know that even though it's COVID and shit's kind of on pause, like you're still a very busy man and like... You are. I feel like it ramped up this year for me. Oh yeah, I mean you. You are a very. You have a lot going on right now. Like everybody wants in a demand. piece. Of, everybody wants a piece of Reese Cooper right now. You're very in demand, like HBO. Everybody um, wants a Reese's Pieces. You know what I'm saying? Everyone wants a Pieces Reese's. <laughs> Do you ever feel pressure, like internal, external, to kind of like, you know, you're like the hot, a hot new designer, um, even though you've been there for six, for six years, but like to follow the path that someone else or that is like supposedly the right way to do it. Do you ever feel the pressure from like, I don't know, like your mom, investors, uh, stores to, to kind of follow a predetermined course? Uh, no. Uh, and that's something that I've really like grown into this year. One, I'm still fully self-funded and independent. Uh, so there's Damn. no pressure from investing. Yeah. Yo, well, are, are you on Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how freeing is that? Because I'm sure you have friends that aren't lucky enough to have the situation where, and we do too. And it's just like, we answer to nobody except for the customers, which is like right. amazing, right? Because you can kind of well, do whatever I, I you want. I go back and forth on it. I go back and forth. It's like, yes, I can do whatever I want, but I can't do everything I want. Can't make underwear. Yeah can't make underwear and it's like yo runway shows are fucking expensive and it's like that's coming out of my pocket so it's like either we figure out like an incredible uh like sponsorship situation but half the time that never actually works out or aligns and it's you gotta uh, gotta partner up with reese's pieces (laughs) yeah hit up to bisco but yeah no it's like (laughs) 
I'm, I'm just trying to look at it like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who really opened the door for people like me yeah. to have this situation, but it's uh, trying to just use someone else's playbook doesn't work. It's like mm. you open the, someone can open the door, but then you got to figure out the maze yourself. You can, you can respect those that came before, but you're also not trying to just like do exactly what they've done because like you're trying to do your own thing. I mean, that's, that's pretty. Fun. Yeah. There, there's something like that, but then it's also like, I mean, shit, how many people are doing the same exact thing right now as anyone uh, like either myself or like even podcasts like you, you got to look at the things that happened uh, before as business models and you're like, okay, this one broke through, but there were probably a hundred other people doing the mm-hmm. exact same scene at uh, the exact same thing. So it's like, so you're hyper aware, hyper aware. Yeah. I, I think it's part of the job to be fully hyper aware about everything that's going on as well as have an opinion on it. Cause if sure. like a brand doesn't have an opinion, it doesn't stand for anything. And well, then do it you think, just becomes do you think, like another t-shirt. Do you think some brands have, uh, not succeeded because the founder, the creative director was too focused on just the creative and not necessarily like the business or like the, the growth of the yeah, brand. Yeah. No, you definitely have to balance. There's a lot of things that, uh, I wanted to do that we ultimately decided against because it would have been a bad financial decision or that I decided to do. And it was a bad financial decision, but it like, worked out in the long run or it didn't. Right. And it's like, you learn from all those things. Yeah. yeah. But I think unless I think, you're actively focusing on the business aspect of it, it's like, yeah, you can have the best art direction in the world, but who fucking cares if you can't feed yourself? Sure. I think this clout. Is, it's also refreshing. I think, cause like we'll talk to people on the show even. And they're like, Oh, I don't look to what anybody else does because like, I don't want it to like bleed into what I do. But like, that's such a naive perspective to not like, even remotely be aware of the space that you occupy. So I, I think what, what like you're, you're trying to find the balance, right? That's kind yeah, of the, the you mature have, perspective. You have, to be, you have to be hyper aware about everything that's going on, but you also have to be hyper aware of your own strengths and weaknesses. Self-awareness, like, baby. The greatest yeah. commodity of the human condition, especially with young motherfuckers such as like, <laughs> for example, yourself. You're not blinded by clout, which is refreshing. Um, but you did, you did allude to some fuck ups, I guess, like, you know, in the short amount of time that RCI has been around, what's been your biggest fuck up that you ultimately learned from? Uh, that's coming on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first women's collection I did was $28,000 of sampling and I sold nothing. Bruh. Yikes. That's a, that's the, bad the, P&L, the, dude. And then the second women's collection I did was about equal in the sampling cost. Uh, and I sold, I actually sold stuff that time. Uh, but I went to Barney's and they went out of business. So in reality, I didn't sell anything. Right. Uh, so do they, that's demand, like, do they demand you pay them back? <laughs> yeah, I bailed them out of bankruptcy. Oh. <laughs> re-single hand thank you for your service yeah yeah no but, but that's the thing it's like you have to be hyper aware of all those business things like not to go off on a tangent but we have three fucking hours so i'm going to uh, okay. uh, but like barney's as an example you have to be hyper aware of the business aspect it's like once they started to look like they were going into bankruptcy it's like if you don't know bankruptcy law if you ship something to the store before they file for bankruptcy and then they file your invoice is no longer valid. So mm. I figured they were about to go into bankruptcy. And so I just sat on my fucking shipment for like six weeks. Hmm. Damn. And, okay. uh, yeah. And my buyer there who is a 
friend of yours. Yes. So I don't want to go into too much detail of the story because I'm not, I don't know how much of it he knows, but I was just hitting him like, yo, it's not ready. Like we had to remake some stuff. And it's like, in reality, it's like I shipped it only once they filed. So I actually made sure I got paid because I know a lot of people who lost. Sure. Yeah. That was a, that was a tough time. I think for a lot of designers, right? Yourself included. Absolutely. But it's like, you just have to be hyper aware of literally everything that's going on. Do you think you spent, so do you think you were like, a little too excited about del- uh, delving into women's wear, which is obviously like a huge undertaking. And that's why I, th- I think my, my standpoint on it is like, yes, uh, from an outside lens and everyone around me, they're like, yo, it's too early. Like biting uh, off more than you could chew. Everyone's like, yo, pump the oh, brakes. hundred percent, hundred percent. Bro, let's just move some logo tees and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was like, it was way too soon. We still don't have an audience for it, but as it's starting to grow, my thought process, which actually turned out to be true. So it's like, you have to have those situations where like, if you feel it's right, you just do it. And that's why it's nice being independent. Uh, Is the way store buyers work for menswear. It's like, guys can wear shit. It's easy. You're like, oh, that's cool. I'll wear it. Whereas like women's wear, what I've learned is like, stores will come into your showroom appointment and be like, this is amazing. This is the best shit I ever seen. We'll be back next season to see if you can do it again. Yeah. What have you They're done not for, willing to buy any buy yeah. into anything new. So it's like technically your first women's season is your third one. Is that uh because they're more concerned like they don't have to take risks and they're more conservative or be- they don't have to take risks because it, there's just so much good shit out there? I think uh I think it's both, but I also think it's more just like an old school market where they just want to make sure like Right. I mean, they know their fucking customers, so sure. it's like right. uh they just want to make sure like because the worst thing you could do, I guess, from my perspective, looking at it from their shoes is bet on something and it goes really well. And then one, the shipment is late. And then two, they can't do another season. And it's like, then you look like bad at work. So it's like, right. you just got to make sure like the people you're working with can handle their shit. So it's like starting women's is always from a menswear brand is always something really challenging. And uh, like, as we've seen, when a lot of people try it, and so stores and buyers like, no, like, let's just wait and make sure he's got it under control. How do you balance your direct to consumer business, which like seemingly is like booming and growing by the day with like this desire <laughs> to do, to go the wholesale route and kind of like do the old, the old school thing. How do you make, cause yeah. so many people just skip that now people in your position. Well, I, I did it backwards. I started, I was doing wholesale for two seasons before I even had a web store. Really? By design yeah. or just like random? Like how did that walk us by through des- By design, uh, just because I my interest is in high quality stuff, which in turn leads it to a very high price point. Sure. It's very hard to buy a $600 jacket, even if it's worth $600 from a brand you've never heard of from a website that's still a little janky. Right. You just don't know if it's going to come. But if it's in the right door next to the right other brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I did the wholesale route first just because even if, I mean, uh, like even now my direct consumer business, it's like those units that we make for it. It's like, I'll probably only have like 10 of something at most, Mm. but to be able to make it, I have to make like 50 of it. And so those 40 units, like you make up in wholesale. We we've made a t-shirt or two here and there. We we yeah. know the biz. Um, would you would you change Reese? Like talking about like how you got your start and how you did things a little bit reverse. Like would you change anything about that, or do you felt like do you feel that I was a so. necessary way to get to this point? I I 
think it was definitely the necessary way to do it only because I, there's no way I'd be able to make the stuff that I want to make if I had started direct to consumer. Cause it's, I always think it's really hard for brands to start with like the blanks with a screen print and then move on to a higher level and then keep moving on. It's like, you kind of just got to plant your foot from the start and like <laughs> really have a strong stance on it. Uh, and, so and, you need, and you needed those, and you needed those large wholesale orders to fund these text, these crazy textiles, and like next level. Yeah, but it's even like, say you see a brand on Instagram, and you're like, that's cool. It has like three thousand followers. I guess it's like interesting. But then you see it on Essence, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, I feel like a store like Essence is almost like that real life verification mark. It's like, okay, now I trust the product. Yeah. The model's taking a shit in my fleece. Very cool. Yeah. Oh man, look yeah. at how badly my shit is styled. It must be fucking, <laughs> it's super it must be now. It must be avant-garde and very <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, what, what, wait, but is that is that the, the idea of young younger designers being, not beholden, but like needing that the establishment, even if it's like a cool retailer like Essence, to give them that verification, don't you think that like, that's the opposite of, of the way that the industry is going. I mean, it's not. I think that I think that's the total. I think it's the total opposite of how it's going. But I also think there's value. Sure. And and I think that one of the main pillars is like how uh, my company is like at the point where it is now is because I'm able to balance like my respect for like the traditional model and like, yes, I'll play the game in certain areas. Uh, and then once you like get in a little bit, then you can start breaking off. Cause it's, if you're like, if you're anti-establishment from the start, you're just pissing off old people for the sake of pissing off old people. And it's like, right. sometimes you need them. Sure. <laughs> sometimes those old, old people are useful right before yeah. they fuck. Exactly. <laughs> and then they got podcasts. Yeah. Right. Those yeah. Di- yo, dinosaurs got shit done before yeah. they got extinct. You know, Hey, dinosaurs, dinosaurs <laughs> buy kicks too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we've easily potted thousands of times and yes, we're going to die tomorrow. But like, yeah. ultimately we, we planted our foot down what, quite firmly ourselves. What uh, does sell the best for you? Like typically. And it, it, uh, let's talk about menswear first, since, you know, so, we're just dudes so talking menswear. Mm-hmm. Just dudes talking about clothes on the internet. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Forpins. <laughs> what's really cool to me is, so I've, I've basically only really started my direct consumer as a focus, like as of this year. Uh, and it was sort of like a knee jerk reaction to the pandemic. Like in March, I launched my website, like on Shopify for the first time. It used to be on Squarespace. And so now it's like, I'm actually focusing on direct consumer. I have someone who works with me in the office now who like manages the web store and like emails and things like that. It's like my first time having like an actual structure uh, for direct consumer. And I feel like before, back when it was still like, we're just selling like the leftovers if we have them. Uh, it used to be very like t-shirt based just cause that's like the entry level item and like yeah. no one really knew what it was or trusted it yet. But now it's like my outerwear outsells everything. Really? Yeah. Why I sell more jackets is? than t-shirts. I don't know. I, I outerwear like, fucking rules. Damn. That's a fucking Dude, flex. Not even more jacket, not even more jackets uh, and tees. Damn bro. I'm trying to get on that even, wave. Yeah. But not even like revenue wise, but like in terms of literal units, I sell more jackets and t-shirts. Bro. That's pretty wild. Um, and what bricks the hardest? <laughs> What's, what's, what sits? Yeah, where's the biggest area of improvement? Where can we? I would say, I don't. 
again, like I've only had the data for a very short <laughs> amount of time. That's fine. But I think it's like, there's definitely, I need to start doing more like accessories and focusing on that department. Cause right now I really don't have that much entry level stuff. What are and like, like you're talking about like clout packs for dudes and things like that. Like do you even like what accessories for dudes do you even fuck do the hook? Just do, just sell the hook. Bro. I don't even make hats right now. Hmm. Do uh, do, yo, take the, take your like applique and make some fucking scarves and shit or do the, just do the hooks. Some belts. Just, what about some big old belt buckles? Like that yeah, like, Hermes one you're wearing yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm, 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 I have all these things in the works for the fall show, but it's okay. like, uh, yeah, no, I'm starting to shift more into direct consumer stuff. And now it's cool because like, there's like a little bit of an audience behind it. So I have the freedom to like, if I find a cool fabric, I can be like, oh, let's make 10 jackets out of this and not have to worry about the wholesale retail margins. And I can actually just make shit for like, just because I want to. Let's right. talk about um, playing the game a little bit because you mentioned that and that's something that you are willing to do because you understand that there's still value in like the old guard as the new guard comes up and like, fucking fuck shoot up um and yet you see you know dinosaurs pay the bills right what part of playing the fashion industry game do you hate the most i mean is it the shaking babies and the kissing of the hands is it like politics is it the politics is it the is it the fucking kissing the pinky ring of like the 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 ogs and the gods what is it there is definitely a lot of politics within it uh I don't know. It's kind of just the one thing I hate was like the speed of it. Like, uh, I feel like the old model works very slowly and it's like, you have like the one meeting with someone that you want to, and they're like, all right, cool. Let's look at this again in a couple months. And it's like, yo, like I'm, I do whole seasons in six weeks. Like, uh, it's just, that's called, that's called climate change. (laughs) (laughs) It, yeah, it's just like everything is slow and that part's annoying, but it's like, I don't know. There's definitely a lot of politics in it, but I don't like, I'm not bothered by it. It's just like, I'm accepting of like, cool. Like as long as. It's just part of the program, like, right? Like you. Yeah. You, you had, and you it's have, not hard to be nice to people. Sure. Did you have any knowledge of like the industry? So like there's a new generation no, of kids. It was, and, it was all super new, like right. walk into the door, feel like I snuck in. Cause so many kids are like on. studied now, right? Like they hit us up being like, well, you said this on the podcast, but like actually, and it's like, chill out, motherfucker. You're a freshman at LIM motherfucker. Cool. Your jets, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not studied at all. Were you, so you, when it comes to like, were you a fan of like, like, were you a fan of capital? So you weren't a fan of capital of fashion, but you were into gear. Uh, yeah, you, I would okay. say so. Okay. I, I like, I mean, the first brand I really like was gravitated towards when I was like 15 was like vape. Okay. You interned there, right? And I, yeah. What do you do? And Just I, like, uh, like steam kid cutties, hoodies, like shine <laughs> Nigo's belts. You, you polish Nigo's bapestas. <laughs> yeah. Every day for eight hours. Uh, no, it was just like, uh, it started at the store and then was more in their distribution office in London, which is a company called a number of names started by Craig Ford. It was, uh, basically like distribution and wholesale management, I guess. And like PR for like brands like Bape, Cabin, uh, BBC. And so it's like, I kind of just like saw that there's more to making clothes and putting it at a store, like from super early. Is Bape, um, your goat brand and like, who are your favorite brands of all time? All time, not currently. We'll get into that later. Uh, 
I mean, like Ralph Lauren is up there for me just because there's so many different like pockets. You and Larry both. Yeah. Do you, is that when you look at Ralph and the expanse of, of the universe that they've built over many years, is that something that like you aspire to with your own shit or is that? Yeah. Yes, but not to that level. Like, I feel like once you're that big of a company, you have to be in a lot of markets that don't exactly excite you. Uh, plus, like, I have no desire to have a billion dollars. I think it's stupid. It's, like, it's evil. It's legitimately, <laughs> we'll get to this later, but it is legitimately evil. <laughs> well, you got to step on a lot of people to get a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, you got to crush a lot of shoulders. Gotta, Who else is up there on your, uh, Who else is up there on your Mount Rushmore? Or you just go to brands of all time, favorites of all time. Clothes or non-clothes? Let's go. Uh, all let's go. Brands, okay. just all types of brands, non-clothes. Apple, <laughs> Google, Apple. I actually really like. I I used to be so anti it. I'm like, yo, Apple's like whatever. Because my little brother is super into Apple, and I was like, always like, yeah, whatever. It's fucking like nerd. Shit. But, but yeah, also, uh, like, but even though I'll your laptop was able f- to have a different phone, even though your laptop was all fucked up earlier, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I run through these things. I don't know what it is. This laptop's like $4,000. And if I run Photoshop and Illustrator at the same time for more than three hours, I got to go fucking Chuck, replace it at the store. Chuck, yeah. you are now an experienced computer maker. Can you help our mans out when you guys link and build later? Can you literally yeah, link and build him a computer? Can, can, can you build Risa a, a rig so that he can yeah. not just design, but also game and stream? <laughs> yeah. No, I need to be able to stream my Fortnite sessions. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yo, Reese, so, you, you know, you're making inroads into like, you know, Paris Fashion Week. You're in a bunch of stores um, over on the continent. Do you feel as an American brand, because you have this perspective that we don't, as an American brand, do you think that you or us over here on this side of the pond get less more fucking respect from the European fashion industry? Are they just like you fucking uh, Trump? Trump the, uh, the, uh, the ugly Americans. You've only been around say. for 200 whatever years. <laughs> I, I honestly want to say yes. I think there's some novelty in it though. Now, like maybe five years ago, the answer would be different, but I think now it's like people have started to realize like, yo, like some American brands are actually like doing a lot of cool shit. So there's more acceptance of it, but it's like, you still go to dinner in Paris during fashion week and they make fun of you for asking for ketchup. <laughs> and you're right. Like, you're supposed to eat your, your freaks with mayo. We you saved know? you. Yeah, one yo, more I two. was at a, I was at some restaurant with Ben Edgar and, uh, been like made like i don't know he like spilled some shit there were like crumbs on the plate and the waiter came over and he's like oh sorry about that and he goes it's okay you're american <laughs> you fucking scum <laughs> and it's like i don't want to say that's like how the fashion industry is but like it feels like it at times but no like paris as a like fhcm like the actual like fashion week council of paris have been super like helpful and responsive and receptive to everything I'm doing. Like that's really cool working with them. Didn't they, so that's, snub, you, didn't they snub you your first year? Like not put you on the calendar? Was, is that them? Yeah. But that's also, it goes back to that whole politics of, we want to make sure you can do this again. Right. So you have to spend if, a bunch of money. Tr- trial by fi- it's a trial by fire. It's trial by fire. It's, I feel like they say no, just to see if you're actually serious enough to go fucking do it yourself. Right. Do you, and um, it's like, I am. And then it was really funny because the first, because then when we applied to be on the calendar for the second show, they kind of like very quietly apologized for the first Uh, one because like the reviews came out for the first show and like WWD, like Women's Wear Daily, the reviews were like best shows of the week. And it was like 
Louis Vuitton, Reese Cooper, Dior. And then I got the email like, yo, sorry about like <laughs> yeah. the not Pardon calendar. moi. Yeah. yeah. Yo, bitch. Jacob, Jacob Gallagher was be- uh, sitting next to me backstage. Yeah. I've been mocking <laughs> the crowd. You see me. Yeah. Um, do you, what about like just paying attention to the general noise around you as like this, uh, you know, a breakout young American designer? Like, I know you're extremely online. Like, do you pay attention to that? Like, are you gassed up? Yeah. Or do you just kind of put that shit to the side and you're just like, I got to keep my fucking I don't eyes focus. on the I prize? But you read the reviews. Not, I read, I read the reviews. Uh, I read like, the reviews. Through. I try, I don't read the comments, but I read the reviews. Let's run through, let's use a little, uh, the, the TF test, as I just named it. Uh, the last few designers that we've had on here were Aaron Levine, Ledge, Joachim Holland from Our Lagache, Ledge, and I don't remember the rest, um, and Reese <laughs> Cooper. Like, that's fucking rare air up there. My guy, that's the TF test. <laughs> just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, Reese. Yeah. It's kind it's of like pleasure Paris, to man. be here. We see that. We, listen, man, have this young, yeah, this is, this is sexy American kid. It's, this is not. It's a little bit novelty. Can't lie. All right. But, let me let me ask you a question. Um, and I want to flex a little bit here. This is this is why Jimbo the Himbo got a Pulitzer Prize because uh, I ask the questions that other journalists are scared to ask. Uh, the big questions. You'll only. go. The, you'll go the lengths that they won't. Yeah, I'm not fucking scared of you, Reese. <laughs> in your green shirt, what is your monthly hair bleaching budget? I do it like uh, uh, you do yourself, like M and M, like stand in the sink. <laughs> uh, my friend uh, Juliet Johnstone, who does really cool painted pants, I'm going to plug that. Uh, also does baby tees, tank tops, uh, things of that nature. No, nah, she did my hair last. I think we spent like thirty bucks. So she does she does baby tees and she does baby's hair as well beautiful looks great i mean i I used to i only do it like every three months and then before like fashion weeks i used to do it like properly like go to a place so it doesn't like burn your fucking scalp and you got to use like uh like olive oil in your hair to make sure it's not dead for a week after but uh that sounds not healthy no no bleach i mean bleaching your (laughs) hair is terrible for you But, but if you get like a professional to do it who's got like all the like expensive stuff like it's calm this, uh, this is, but I, this is I would a, do that like once every three months. This is a loaded ass follow up, Reese. But like at this point, is like having the bleach hair like part of your personal brand, and like is that something that like you've thought about like or want to move away from? But like you feel like you can't or something because it's such a recognizable thing at this point. I think it's more so just like for myself. Like during uh, like the second month of lockdown in LA, like my hair was already too long to begin with. And then I got a haircut, like Charlie fucking shaped my head practically just like at the crib uh, when we used to live together. And I just had brown hair and I was like looking in the mirror. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I don't feel like me. Right. Damn. Do uh, I've had it for like five years now. Do the drapes match the pubic hair? (laughs) (laughs) Do you dye your pubes? I dye everything, eyebrows, pubes, facial wow. hair. I was going to say, have you people ever actually dyed your eyebrows? People, so. Yeah, no, you ever, no, I think no. that's a fucking crazy look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just look like you are just survived a fire. Angel face in a yeah. fight club or some shit. Yeah, um, it's too much. I feel, I feel like a, a common motif that's running through here is kind of just like playing the game. And as we all know, like, the, like celebrity culture fucking runs LA, runs, you know, pop culture, runs cool guy culture, runs fashion at this point. Like, you know, and I know that uh, celebrity shit is whatever. You got to play that game. So 
I guess like who, who's a celebrity that maybe you have seen them, maybe you haven't seen them yet uh, wearing your gear that you would love to see them rocking some RCI. Uh, like, I don't know. There's a lot of musicians that I like that are, that actually wear stuff now. And it's always cool because I don't do a lot of seating. Uh, we know. <laughs> we're aware. So it's like whenever we'll whenever I see whenever I see someone wearing something, it's always a surprise. I'm like, how did they even get this? And then I realize I sell in a lot of stores, so it's like <laughs> someone just bought it. Is yeah. that uh, is that extra flattering when you see? Forget about oh, yeah, fucking, no, any civilian a, or pedestrian, but a celeb. Yeah, no, That's it's amazing. Be. Like just being tagged in photos or someone sending me a story, I'm like, holy shit! Like Who when Jay Z like, like wore a young, t-shirt. Oh, Jay Z. Yeah, Jay-Z wore a t-shirt, oh. and then I, I fucking, I hit up Mr. Porter, and I'm like, yo, did someone, like, see this? How did this happen? Because it was, like, an exclusive tee I did for this, and they're like, nah, we checked the order history. Like, he bought it. Damn. What's his address? <laughs> I don't know, unfortunately. Right next Jay-Z, to De Niro. Jay-Z, Jay-Z goes on Mr. Porter and just buys one of everything. Yeah. Well, he goes months. on Mr. Porter. He sorts high to low. So yeah. it's actually impressive that one of your tees made it in there, to be honest. But damn. Yeah. It was on page 36 or something. That knows, and a Tom Ford crocodile blazer. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he texts Mr. Porter himself. It's about layering. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he texted Mr. He has Mr. Porter's number, yeah. literally. It's a plus. It's a plus four four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about who's a celebrity you see that you'd be like wearing your shit and you'd be like, oh, fuck. I wish they didn't have, get their hands on that. Their grubby little paws, you fucking Don Trump Jr. <laughs> <laughs> fucking B. Diddy, uh, Baron Trump. <laughs> oh, Baron I, Trump coming through in the coming through in the full Reese Cooper fit would be ridiculous. fucking in the in the camo. <laughs> in I, feel the like, I feel like Baron doesn't actually want to be there. No. No, dude. Free yo, free Baron, bro. <laughs> free Baron till Baron free. Free my free my kid, bro. Free that man. Uh no, I don't know. There's definitely people that I would love to like avoid, but it's like you kind of have to get over that. Once you sell in stores, you have no control. Anyone can go into Saks or Barney's and buy anything. It's a free you ever, country. When you when you're talking about getting tagged on IG and like how flattering that is, like and you don't need to obviously not that you would even name names on these fucking civilians, but like you ever see a kid rocking the shit and you're like, damn, you look like shit, dog. <laughs> Does that ever happen? Uh no, I don't think anyone's ever had like a really bad outfit. Sometimes the photos are just like cooked though. <laughs> fried, like completely fried. fried. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, that's a crazy edit. Uh, but I love being tagged and shit just because it's like, uh, I mean, it's fun to actually see people wearing stuff. Every time I see a photo, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, someone bought something. What's Who it like is, seeing um, it in person? What's it like seeing it like when you're out and about like getting fucking coffee with homies in LA and you just see a kid on the street like and maybe they're probably they might even like recognize you but like is that crazy? Like there's there's truly no cooler feeling to right. be completely honest. Sure. How how long until we it's, see like especially right now like during pandemic situation cuz like my stuff is not super like you don't look at it and immediately recognize it. Right. Uh it's not like huge. It's a little more. If back. you know, you know. You know RCI but yeah, call. it's like yeah, well, yeah. your name on yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> But like walking through Soho in New York, I saw someone wearing something, but it's like I'm in a mask and sunglasses and hat, so it's like obviously there's no like weird like, hey, it's me. Uh, 
Uh, but like just passing people on the street it's happened like and you're like hey dude where did you get that that's sick he's like i don't know i think it's like a mirror or whatever (laughs) dude i my favorite thing i was in uh i was in barney's in la before they closed at my own section just to go check out like how crazy the sale was and just to see how dirty they were doing me (laughs) uh 90%? 90%? And so, <laughs> yeah, 95%. Yeah, 95. <laughs> no, they were paying people to take it. Right. Uh, take the mannequin, there, too. There was, so, yeah. dude, there was someone next to me, like, shopping my section, who obviously didn't know who it was, but he's like, oh, shit, this is the Travis Scott varsity. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that's, a really, uh, that's a really good one. He's like, damn, they don't have my size. I'm like, you know, there's a couple other stores that carry it. Uh, <laughs> Just like ReeseCooper.com. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, he's got like a great e-com site now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scan this QR code. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Great. No, that's, that's happening. Let me, me give you his Venmo. Where, like <laughs> someone wearing something and uh, they don't like know it's me, which is always really funny. Cause I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like thinking it'll strike a conversation. Like if it's like a situation where you're like in an elevator with someone and like right. you kind of just like feel you're the just, need to say something. Cause then you're that guy who didn't say something. Yeah. Right. Uh, and they're like, yeah, I got it on grill. The guy's get, just trying to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, it's either that or someone's just like, oh, cool, thanks. It's like, <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Who is, all right, whatever. <laughs> who is on the Reese Cooper seating list? Yeah, what's Flow Team looking like? What's that roster? Because it, you know, it sounds uh, like it's a very small, selective, highly curated uh, all-star roster. Friends and family only. Travis? Mo- most of it, uh, yeah. Trav, uh, some stuff like he wore that varsity in the in the music video for Hot, uh, but and then his stylist hit me and was like, "Yo, we need two more of these varsity jackets." So because oh, like, he burned because he burned the sleeves off. <laughs> well, dude, that was that was the thing. They hit me. They're like, "Yo, we're doing this video for Travis. Uh, we need two more of these varsity jackets." And I was like, he "What spilled- do you mean two more?" They're like, "Oh, he." bought one from Barney's and wears it all the time. And I was like, why do I never see this? Or like, why does no one ever photograph this? Like, right. that'd be very helpful for me. Yeah. Uh, he spilled some ketchup then, on it with his McDonald's. Bar- uh, barbecue yeah. sauce, James. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. sauce. Barbecue sauce. Right. A lot Fucking of idiot. Sorry. But yeah. But then they, they hit me with the, let me get two more. And I gave them the varsities. And then we get a two pack. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what, two why piece. do you need, why do you need three of them? What's the video? They're like, Oh, it's like on this, football field there's like a marching band i'm like oh so it's like multiple people wearing it at the same time (laughs) why do you need three they're like no it's just like better to have backups and like would not tell me what it was and then i watched the video and i'm like oh no that's literally on fire yeah (laughs) normally fashion you know fashion brands are burning their own shit that doesn't sell this is like a (laughs) different i I mean uh, another market they did it for me another market success besides celebrities wearing your shit is like have you gotten ripped off by like fast fashion yet yeah, for sure. Damn. Damn. Is that flattering? Is that low-key flattering to like see that, that Zara like H&M or, or yeah. H&M like flip? Is that uh, it top depends. It, de- it depends. I, I see stuff that's like on the nose, but it's like one I can't do anything or say anything about because it's like I know those little details, but it's like I put so much thought and like stare at it so much for myself. Like because I'm looking at these things six months before anyone else sees it and then it's another six months before it even comes out. So it's like at that point, I'm super familiar with like the ins and outs of this stuff. And it's like, you see those little details and you're like, I know what that is or how they got it. Cause there's no way else that could have happened. But yeah. like, you can't like, you look like a dick and right. you're like, Hey, top man stole this. And it's like, that's cool. But like, you're just mad on the internet. Yeah. Like they stole up. everything. Yeah. Not special. Nothing new. 
but there's there's this one brand in LA. I don't know if I can mention them by name. Uh, Let's just call them but Butt White Teeps, Butt White Tees Incorporated. This they're a the brand, brand that, that is notorious for copying uh, Chrome Hearts. They ripped off too, right? Food. Yeah, the yeah. jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're like a, they're it's a pretty. It's a pretty. I can't remember the name, but they're like they're. It's pretty minimal. The stuff that they do, I think, for the most. Yeah, part. it's Something super like minimal. It's based in LA. <laughs> uh, there's a product. Uh, there was a product that's no longer on there. Uh, there was a product on their web store that was at first I thought was a rip of like these camo pants that I did. And then upon closer inspection, it's literally my pants. Like they oh, just they have like- their, e- they have their e-com model wearing my pants. <laughs> like they, they bought a pair and just put it on their model and it says ships in eight weeks. So I guess that they're like taking the time to figure out how they're going to copy it. Right. Hey man, that, that's just, that's just free market efficiency. Yeah, we, they're like, we're still trying to develop the technology to rip these off to spec. But for now, Yo, we're going to sell it, based off your pick. It was, it, was a, it was a camo that uh, I watercolored and scanned and altered. And it's like, I mean, we, everything I do, this is, again, having the business sense. Everything I do before it ever goes on, uh, like, even Instagram, like, I file for copyright. Right. I will not post a photo on Instagram unless it's copyrighted first. A man's lawyer is a pit bull. Yeah. yeah. Got him on That's speed smart. dial. Okay. Uh, speaking of models, Reese... You know, in in the three hours of Reese Cooper documentaries that I watched today on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, HBO. Um, yeah. Criterion Collection. There, yeah, there was one. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you were you were doing your your Paris show, your men's show in Paris, and the big dramatic moment was as the models were lined up and like being sent out and like go go go, some model who was fucking obviously just off the shits would started barfing. And almost ruined the entire thing. So my question is, how bad was his hangover? And how badly do you want to fight him? Okay. So, one, he actually wasn't, like, fucked up. Was it COVID? He just, like, <laughs> forgot to eat. Is he patient zero? Like, he just, like, forgot to eat for, like, Those models days. always forgetting to eat, you know. Yo, like, literally. But it's that industry that pressure, said, dog. I, I couldn't, like, be mad because, like, uh, their name is Angel. It's a homie. Uh, Angel Diaz? <laughs> yeah. Angel actually did, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Kalina Strada runway show, like the crazy video. Yeah. Angel did all the music for it. Okay. But like, okay. So that model so did he, all the music So he's for that not show. just a, a wayfish twink. He's also an extremely talented composer. <laughs> Double threat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 no, triple threat. He's really good at a Barfing. doing burnouts on a lime scooter. <laughs> oh, sick. Okay. All cool. right. This guy, yeah. I, all right, this guy I like rocks. this guy now. <laughs> Take it all no, back, no. James. A- Angel, Angel is dope. So he forgot so to I eat, so he be, started I vomiting. Yeah. So he started yeah. vomiting, was, and you were like, and you needed to get one of your homies, like in his gear, in that fit? Yeah. Yeah. We changed. Uh, so my friend Tom Emerson, he's a photographer out of uh, London. He but was there just. He was, well, he walked for Gosha <laughs> back in the title. day. <laughs> uh, for Gosha? Photo- yeah. But, uh. Walk. Yeah. But <laughs> we quick changed Tom into Angel's outfit in under 40 seconds. But that, okay. So you started changing Tom and then Angel's like, nah, Wait, good. Yeah. And then we changed him back and then yeah, he <laughs> ate an orange and he's like, no, I'm going to be cool. And then there's like, uh, I think six people to go and then he's like yo i actually can't do it <laughs> and we're like <laughs> we're like yo where the fuck is tom get him back here flip flopping ass uh, bitch 
there's a photo. Uh, I mean, you saw it in the in the documentary, like of Tom like freaking out. But we just did this photo book. Uh, his dick almost, his dick almost Steph- popped out on cam. Bro, my friend Stefan Cole, dude, this kid didn't even have his shoes on as he walked out. <laughs> like the first, the uh, if you notice, if you go back and watch it again. His first step onto the runway, he does like a little kneel down so he could pull up the back of his shoe over his heel. Damn. Right Shoes the, untied. Right the last minute. Last minute But thing. this this is in the, the photo, but it's like him freaking out while yeah. being changed. Oh, Savannah. What's up, Savannah? He looks yeah. like he's about to throw up. He was freaked out. Because <laughs> well, there was a 60-second period between someone saying – hey, I need you to walk for this runway show that you came here to photograph. And within 60 seconds, he's in a full new outfit walking. No, this guy was uh, this guy's a pro. I mean, but again, you know. He's a superstar. What you need is you need Chuck there with a fucking silver platter full of glizzies. And if you need to, you throw yeah. them out early so that then Tom has like 24 hours to change into the fit. I'm trying to, I'm trying yeah. to wear three or, varsity jackets at the same time <laughs> with flaming arms. <laughs> or, or we use the hot dogs to just make sure the models have eaten. Is that the most stressful? I mean, obviously in the dock, not that it's played up, but like, you know, I've, I've seen what James is talking about. Uh, it is extremely stressful on some uncut gem shit, but is that pound for pound, like that most stressful professional moment of your career? Uh, individual moment, probably. Like, there's a lot of days that just feel like that all day. Uh, (laughs) uh, Or even, like, weeks. In the show uh, since, though, you're like, oh, this shit's a walk in the park. Or not a park, but, like, a a stream. It's a walk in the stream. A walk in the stream. The the show in July was actually super chill. One, having no audience. There's no pressure. We can start it whenever we want. But we still actually did that whole situation. That's in one take. Right. That's not like we're not chopping shit together. It's like we actually just ran it like a show. And I'm sure like any other fashion show, it started a half an hour late anyway. So, you know. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Par for the course. Par for the stream, yeah. baby. You know the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk about some shit you got coming up next. I mean, we're just kind of like bigger projects down the road. I mean, Reese, like collaborations right now are fucking back. Some of them are big gas. Some of them are huge basura. Big trash. Do you have any collaborations coming down the road we could talk about? And if not, who is your dream collaborator to work with? Uh, There's only actually like four on my list that I actually really want to do. And it's like Nike, Carhartt, North Face. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure there's a fourth one. But it's like slappers Dickies. only. Dickies, is yeah. Like, so it's all like workwear, outdoorsy shit. Shit that you wear. How to Gucci? It's shit that I wear and I like. But it's like obviously those being in like the high fashion space that I am. Not high fashion. Call it luxury. I guess I don't know. It's just kind of like elevated stuff. They both sound extremely like, pretentious. So you know. Yeah, you know, I'm trying choice. to backtrack. <laughs> quality price point determined by quality. <laughs> right. Uh, sure. <laughs> expensive ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. Big it's, fucking uh, flex alerts. I, I feel like there's not that many brands that inherently add value. And I don't think those brands uh, would add value. It's more so those are just like personal things that I want to just knock out. Like what I don't think do with, but like do bucket, bucket list shit. Yeah. It's just like uh, Levi's is the fourth one. Okay. Mm. What would you do with uh, Nike? Like what, what sneaker particular, like what uh, area would you work truthfully, on? Truthfully, I just want to be the creative director of ACG. Ooh. All right. Okay. 
So you want to, who was the, what was that previously? Errolson Hugh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now it's, uh, I forget his name, but apparently it's, uh, it's a very guarded position right now. Interesting. Well, big shoes to fill either way. Well, look, you put that out in the universe. Now it's manifest. What about, what do you, what do you, uh, I tell him, I tell him once a week. (laughs) You just send a strongly worded email. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, pay in coach. Watch the throne motherfucker. Sure. Yeah. No, they all, they all know. They all know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're, you're not, you're, you're making it very known that you're available whenever they Oh, do. I am wide open. Okay. I went to King, you best not miss. What about uh, Carhartt? Anything specific you'd work on with them? Uh, I mainline do, like, or whip? Uh, mainline. Mainline. Okay. Uh, the only Carhartt stuff that I actually wear is like the actual like heavy duty mainline workwear stuff. Uh, my favorite hoodie, which is sat right here, but it's not, I don't know if it's going to translate well for audio only, but it's just like a real tree camo hoodie mm-hmm. from Carhartt uh, in a size XL, but I unstitched the bottom ribbing and the pocket and I cropped 10 inches off of it. Oh, wow. And then, so you want that short and we want a chode fit. You want short and wide. Yeah, it's only, it's a size XL hoodie. And for those, I mean, I assume people on this uh, who listen to this know what their measurements are at this point. Yeah, that's uh, surprised. Yeah. It's an XL. I'm an extra that small. The length is only 19 inches long. Right. That's a Kmart God XL damn. for somebody yeah, who's truly like, obese. Yeah. There's only, there's only six or seven inches from the top of the pocket to the collar. <laughs> so I just okay. kept the pocket just, like as big as possible. And like, so it's like at your titties right here. Yeah. yeah. It's, at your it's like, <laughs> You can you can go like up. Here I, with this. I feel like it's you're fun. known you're known for that silhouette, even with your own stuff. I think that the most people that that are familiar with your work, I think at least where my mind goes is like the fleece. You love that kind of like I wider love the crop. crop. I love the crop. What what is that? What is about that aesthetic? Is that like is that how you every everything should dress hit at or? the waistline? Really, you don't I, like long I, shit. Nah, I treat everything like it should hang it like hit at the waistline, and then. Like as the longest, I, I go further. Like, yo, I don't short kings the, tap in for all the short kings listening. You got to drape the, yourself and drip yourself out and Reese Cooper. All the boxy will, boys. You will, you will look at least five nine. All the boxy I just bros. I think it's like inherently cooler. It's just like a personal thing. But I wear right. shit that's short. Like, I wear crop tops like regularly. Uh, like that's proper, also like. That's also some, but LA I don't want to put that in, but I don't put that into the brand here in New York. Like that's a hard thing to jump into. Yeah. And here right. in New York, we need to uh, cover our penises when it's cold out for like an extra like wind guard and layer. Yeah. Warmth. Yeah. It voice. gets, it gets cold there, but I'll, you still have like uh, if I'm in New York in the winter, it's like, yeah, the down jacket is like unzipped and there's like two inches of stomach exposed. Damn. My boy's <laughs> chilly. That's aggressive, dude. <laughs> um, no, you're, you're, you're a tweaker, right? You love to tweak your own shit. You love to, uh, Obviously, you're, you're a tweaker. Just a, yeah, I'm my man's tweaking. tweaking. <laughs> I'm tweaking, man. My man's tweaking. Um, I want to talk about the the RCIDIY project that you kicked off during COVID, where basically this is genius. You took garbage, you took scraps, and you sold them to people with instructions. Oh, it's, it's not garbage. It's very nice fabrics. Yes. Let's let's not get it twisted. But it's waste right. on and you with instructions on how to make Johns. Yes. Right. Um, and it's it's like people fucking loved it. Right. What was yeah, the did the response surprise moment. you? The response was the most surprising thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Truthfully. hundred percent. It was, uh, I made, uh, originally we had like 20 of them like packaged ready to go. But I'm like, I hope this wasn't a waste of a couple weeks preparing this, but like, this was the start of quarantine. I'm like, I need something to fucking do. 
Uh, and so it took Go actually crazy. about a solid four weeks to prepare, like getting all, like filming the whole process, handwriting all the instructions, sure. getting the books made, ordering rulers, finding a way to like implement, like how to get people snaps, finding a company that did prepackaged snaps and all these things. Uh, we had like 20 of them available. Uh, and those sold out within, I think, nine seconds. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, and that was like the first thing I'd ever done on my Shopify. Uh, so I, in turn, just looked at what fabrics I could get dead stock, uh, just like in the neighborhood. Because a lot of those fabrics, like they all started out as waste fabric from canceled orders. And then I was like, okay, what more can I pull from? And like, what other dead stock fabrics can I use? Because there's a lot of fabric mills that now have canceled orders. I just right. like started calling the like the people that I work with, uh, and we actually managed. Uh, I, I think there's over. I think we've done over like 1,400 of those. Holy shit! Yeah, and like a thousand of them, we sold a thousand of them in the first three days. So, is this something that you think? I mean, well, first of all, like it it's genius that you are just giving people the knowledge to make their own shit. Cause like, I think if people literally had like, well, I've, how I've been super, yeah, I've been super open source about everything because it's, it's like, open source. That's what the it end is. Of the, it's at the end of the day. It's not like the whole goal is to show people that this is not like rocket science. You just yeah. like have to have in the, you just have to have like an opinion on it. Like, what are you going to do with this kit and make it your own? Sure. Do you, um, do you see the, the DIY, the RCI DIY, like, expanding even it's, it's one of my quarantine? it's one of my main it's one of my main focuses like it could be like a full uh, range of offerings like pants and dude i'm hurting whatever i'm almost done with the the pants i'm just trying to figure out like it gets really complicated once you start sewing a zipper right like, really complicated and i don't know how to write the instructions and video it like to a point where you can understand it have you looked uh, at so that's something i'm going back and forth with but i'm trying to get it to like Within three years, I would like to have a section of the website that's like a full library of maybe like 20 patterns that you can just download. That's amazing. Are there other brands doing it? Because uh, somewhat similar is our boys in Stockholm. The, the Joker, Yoakum, does our legacy workshop where they take a bunch of um, you know, items that don't pass quality control or samples that don't get bought or picked up and also just kind of like uh, leftover fabric and they just like make a lot of one-offs. Um, and it's usually just, uh, they started selling it online, but like, I don't know, it's a very interesting project that I'm a fan of where it's like, they're, they're kind of taking leftovers and upcycling it into like actual Johns that are very, you know, coveted. And, and this is like, starts at a similar place, but it's a different journey with, you know, allowing people to like make their own shit. Have you looked yeah, at other no. brands doing oh. some, doing other similar things? I actually didn't know about that program. Uh, I'm not too familiar with that brand. But, uh, I mean, I obviously know it exists and what they do, but I didn't know that that was a program they do. But, uh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff like, uh, in that field. And it's something I'm trying to explore just cause now having like the new office starting to build a team, it's, I'm trying to create avenues where I can actually do those fun projects. Cause some of my favorite stuff that I miss being able to do from like the very early days was like make one-offs and like do stuff out of vintage things. Cause it's like, you can't right. do that uh, unless you know, you're only making two of them. And it's like, I don't have the scope to actually make just two things right now. How, just how, Cause it's like the bills have to be paid. And it's like, yeah. you actually have to make things like, we has got to eat. Yeah. 
yeah. much of how much of RCI DIY is about like empowering these kids that like the Instagram generation? Like, is there and do you have an experience where like when you were younger you felt empowered by a brand that you were like, oh damn, like they're looking out for me? Maybe not in such a direct way as like here's the fucking pattern, go crazy, but like. You know, is that what it's about? And do you have an experience of, of that happening to you? Well, it's, it's just paying it forward. Like, I feel right. there was so many, there's only a few that come to mind, but the whole process is just like, there were certain moments in brands that did things that I, I didn't know were possible for someone without like the typical Central St. Martin's work at this fashion house for 10 years, start your own thing, have to be in Europe. Uh, like even things like, like early Off-White, was incredibly inspiring to like a young me, but then even brands like Beastroy, it's mm. like looking at these things. Like the first time I saw like a Beastroy t-shirt, like shot in Paris, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is a jump you can make. And so it's like having like access and being able to talk to those people, it really enlightened me in a lot of ways. So it's like, okay, let me pay that forward. Cause I'm sure there's someone who is looking at what I do or hasn't discovered it yet, but will who's going to in turn like pick and choose the things that inspire them and come out and do like the next crazy thing that overshadows like everything that's happening now. There's no like, if I can, there's no competition. It's like my shit's going to look like your shit, no matter what we do, even if we're, we're in the same fabric mill working off the same pattern, it's going to look and feel different. It's just Mm -hmm. how it goes. Right. So I'm not worried about competition in that sense. It's like, if I can help you start your shit, go crazy like i even put up the whole thing with a like how to do a store order form how to handle a line sheet how to handle appointments like how to work your google back end like that's all available on my website reese cooper university dude rcu (laughs) yeah rci diy is like fully i'm just trying to ramp it into something that like if you are serious about trying to get into it like you can do it um i mean that's a pretty very fire sounding project and obviously only kind of came about because of like the larger circumstances of COVID and lockdown and, you know, seismic shifts in supply chains and economic structure, business structure and everything. How else has COVID shifted your, the brand's priorities? And then also kind of like, I, I think what's really interesting in talking to you is the more general insights that you're able to extrapolate from your personal experiences across the industry. Like, do you, what do you think we'll see from uh, retail and, and brands coming out of, you know, entering the post COVID world, which hopefully is happening somewhat soon. <laughs> uh, Unlikely. I think everything <laughs> in 2025. <laughs> yeah. My, my hope is at least that people get a little more insightful with what they're putting out. I don't think there needs to be so many brands just for the sake of having a brand. It's like, if you're going to do something and stand for something and people relate to it, cool. Do your thing if you want to start a brand to put your logo on it and try to catch a check because you see other people making some money off of it right now, it's not for you. Uh, and so hopefully people start looking at it. Like (sighs) I hate to go like corny, like it's deeper than clothes. Like at the end of the day, it is just clothes, but like, unless they stand for something, then there's no point of it. So I'm hoping more brands take like stances on things. Like my whole, uh, project for the next year, is we're trying to start like an actual grant program for California forests, like regrowing and replanting, uh, just trying to get like a lot more like climate involved and working on those projects. Cause it's like, I now have a platform. It feels fucking stupid to not use it. You got to put Greta on flow team. Ho- 
hoping, yeah, like I'm hoping more people start thinking like this just because it's right. like we have the opportunity that all the resources are in front of you. So you're shifting more towards like uh, larger, not even political, but like actual like issues. Yeah. I mean, I've always been looking at that sort of thing. Like, I don't even know how many people who were following me back then follow me now or vice versa. It's like one of the first things I put out uh, before I even started making clothes when I was more focusing on graphic design was like a hoodie that I did for uh, like Flint, Michigan in like 2015, 16. Yeah, and it's like, I remember that. Yeah. I was, I was admirable 18, as fuck, man. Yeah. I was 18 and we managed to raise $20,000 for this charity uh, kids in Flint foundation. And it's like, looking at that, it's like, cool. I was 18 and managed to raise $20,000. Now I have a company that like does real things. Imagine what we can do if we actually start like cranking things like for a specific cause. Yeah. The intent is as important as like the final product. That's actually yeah, 100%. Sold. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned the, the 29 hours of Reese Cooper documentaries that I've watched today. And I think that another common through line that I saw was just like, and just in talking to you is like how fucking busy and sleep deprived you are. Like, I don't even know if you have free time or any time off, but like, what do you do when you have free time? Do you, is it living that GORP lifestyle and fucking crunching granola at Lone Peak, Lone Pine Peak or whatever? Uh, honestly, my free time, I just like try to relax and be a normal person at this point. Just this year has been a, this year has been such a fucking like emotional spiral from like, Oh cool. I'm going bankrupt to wait. I'm not going bankrupt. Oh shit. I got to do a fashion show win. And like, Oh wait, we got to do another one now. And it's like, shit's gone well this year, very luckily and thankfully. But now it's like, there's like so much pressure uh, from all sides. So it's like when I do have free time, I'm trying to make sure I actually like utilize it. It's kind of just like relaxing. I'll go for, I bought a bike. uh, Very cool. Just like a little BMX bike. Uh, And I just like whip around the neighborhood. What like, like do you fun. have hobbies? Like is your self-care just like that kind of shit? Like being active, whipping around on the bike, or like do you have hobbies that you're trying to indulge in? Like I don't have like specific hobbies. I feel like if there is a hobby, I figure I can incorporate it into this company somehow. Right. Uh like I got into like painting and dyeing stuff. So it's like next season a lot of the t-shirts are like the graphics instead of using screen printing, we're like doing a layer of dye with paintbrushes. Sick. Uh it's like working on those things. It's like, oh, I find this cool. All right, how do we use this for the company? And then, so other than that, it's like, I like to hike. Uh, so the, so the free time is really about like decompressing. <laughs> decompressing, just being outside and also just like not taking shit seriously. I like just like fucking around. Like me and Jacob, uh, he lives like three blocks from me. Like if we both have collective free time, uh, we'll just like fucking whip on lime scooters. Like it's not like we don't try to take anything too seriously. Right. It's like we'll a, say at the end is- of the day, it's a very cool situation where it's like, I'm 22. He's 23. We live in LA and actually get to do what we want to do. So it's like at that point, like you kind of got to decompress and be like, life's cool. Let's just fucking enjoy it first. That is the one, the one thing loose, that bro. LA has over New York. Besides a bunch of basketball championships, lime uh, is scooters? lime scooters. They're yeah. so fucking fun. They're so fucking fun. They d- and Paris is the best city for it, hundred percent. I think but, all the European cities are g- are great because it's like the perfect size. Like they're not too big, not too small. Yeah, good way to see them. Um, they're fucking scary downtown with all the cars. But <laughs> sure, Par- I mean Paris is a different level though. It's like we, we like Paris traffic. Like 
for those unfamiliar. It takes two hours to go three miles sometimes. So it's like if you're on a fucking scooter, you're just like whipping through like roundabouts and traffic and shit. Whip you it. feel like you're going to die, but it's fun as fuck. <laughs> and then oh, you yeah. burn out with your barfing model friend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what people don't know, if you hold the gas and kick it up, uh, <laughs> instead of actually like rolling, the, the wheel thinks it's moving. So it keeps spinning and then you can actually like write shit with the burnout. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Very that's the kind of that's my, the kind of unusable friend, uh, recon that uh, throwing fits <laughs> yeah, has yeah. become known for. <laughs> Bogey, my my friend Bogey, uh, the photographer at Chill Days, he taught me that in Paris. He's like, you've got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Yo, each one teach one, bro. Revolution. <laughs> the revolution exactly. will not be lost. Pass it down. Pass it down. <laughs> Ban all cars. Um, all right, Reese. So we got we got eighteen we got eighteen million uh, listeners at home right now. You have. You know, fan base as well. Um, you know, and, and you're very much about, yeah, it's, it's very much each one teach one, right? The whole DIY project is very cool. And you're trying to inspire and empower the next generation of people that are un- going to unseat you when you're running ACG. You're going to have a little motherfucker come up to Beaverton and, uh, you know, take the throne from you. So my Cut question my fucking for you, head off, please. Exactly. <laughs> I'm we also tired. Be- we also beg for murder. We also beg to be murdered on this podcast quite yeah. recently. Um, for Release anyone that's listening. Me. For anyone that's listening that is looking to start their own independent brand that incorporates their own personal hobbies and personality into the brand DNA, what's the first piece of foundational advice you give them if they're looking to uh, launch their own shit? Know what you're trying to say. Like have a stance, have an opinion, look at something and figure out what you would do differently and why. Unless you get to that stage if it's just a general interest, but like you don't know what step two is, it's like, you're not going to figure it out by trial and error. Like you can, but it's going to cost a lot of money. So it's like, unless you go in with somewhat of a plan, uh, unless you have a hundred thousand dollars to throw away for no reason. Right. Uh, it's really difficult to do anything that is noteworthy unless it's like you can identify like, Here's what it is. Here's its message. Here's its opinion. Here's what it stands for. This is what it means. POV. This is what's different. Point yeah, you gotta have a point of view as a brand. I love POV. Um, <laughs> great, great category. But great category. <laughs> um, but so it's kind of like uh, your women's collection, where you went in maybe a little too hot, a little too eager, blew a bunch of money, yeah. and just didn't work out. But and but now you know. Yeah, you course yeah. corrected, but yeah. Oh, cool. But like, if I tried to do that from the start, I wouldn't have a company. No, you'd be fucking on Skid Row with the rest of the fucking yeah downtown you'd be, LA. You'd be living out you of guys. a lime scooter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> which great transition, Larry, into the second topic of this podcast, which is money. Ka-ching. All right, Reese. So uh, we used to ask this question a lot, and people would kind of recoil at it and be like, "Ooh, that's so gauche." However, given recent. Um, Kind of just things that have come up, you know, ever since like March and giant social upheavals and, you know, in the March towards in, in the, in the, pro, in the progression towards a more just and equitable world, salary transparency, very important. You got to know your worth. So my question to you, my friend, how much money do you make? I sleep on a mattress on the floor, not by choice. <laughs> by necessity. You, are, so you, necessity. So you, you, you do live on Skid Row. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I pay myself enough to pay my own personal rent. That's literally it. 
Right. Yes. And then everything else just goes, everything else goes and- back into the company. No, I've only, I hired an assistant for the first time this year. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's very fucking smoke and mirror city over here. Which what does your like assistant intact- do for you? Uh, Laundry, dry cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, just like day in, day out stuff. Like, uh, we do a lot of stuff with PR now and like some loans for shoots. And it's like, I just got to a point where it's like, I can't be the one shipping packages. I was going to say, if you had a, if you had like a publicist, they would have advised you not to come on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I told uh, Carla Otto, I was doing this and they're like, okay, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. uh, pl- please, please don't uh, destroy your career anymore. Yeah. than you already have. Uh, please believe no, they everything. Still need, they still need clients. So they were like, let's not <laughs> get you fucked up yet. It's, 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 it's tough times for everyone. So they were willing to, to, to look past this. When, when it comes to getting an assistant, like is part of you, like, I can't get you, like you're giving up the control and like, you're, you're still like, you know, grasping onto it. Like, is that a tough process for like a young person who's so involved to like get help? Right. Yes, it was. Uh, but now I'm like, I can't operate without them. Uh, So they really are like an integral, they've already become a very integral part of the operation. Yeah. hundred percent. Cool. And I now have someone who like manages the web store and I just hired right. a production manager last week. And you're, you're embedded in the factory where you are like on the floor, kind of like with the, the, I was up until, uh, like a month ago. Now, you, like we're, we're talking from my new office. Do you miss, do you miss being like in the fucking trenches with the, where the, where the fucking, you know, shit gets made? Uh, yes and no. Yes. In terms of how direct in control and like hands-on I could be with stuff. No. In terms of like, I couldn't have people over. Right. Like you, you can't take meetings out of a loud factory. Yeah. Did you, did you struggle? Cause like, I have to imagine, um, starting your own thing, like it's your baby, right? It's literally has your name on it. And like in, in seeding control a little bit as you grew, what did you struggle with that at all? Like, uh, like scaling up, like you can't oversee everything. The you know when you scale up to like becoming a no, fucking no, you can't oversee everything. But you just gotta you gotta find people to work with that you like trust and truly hope they have your best interests in mind. And it's like it's not always the case, and it's like you learn the hard way a lot. Uh, <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Lawrence's back. What's up, Lawrence? <laughs> Sorry, I had to pee. My bad. <laughs> uh, all right, so you make very little money. Um, yeah, truthfully. You, so how much money would you like to make? It's somewhere between, you know, a thousand dollars that you pay yourself in rent and a billion dollars. Cause you don't want to make a billion dollars. So like how much, how much money would you like to make in there? Yeah. What's, uh, the, what's the sweet the spot? Act, the actual, the actual goal in my head is like, uh, whether it's within like five to 10 years is like, I want to be able to personally pay myself like half a million a year. And I don't need more than that. Okay. That's not so shabby though. That's pretty good. No, that's living very, very comfortably. Like that's a 10 year goal, but it's not like, I don't feel like I need more than that. Cause even if I wanted some like fuck off crazy house, it's like, I can get a mortgage. Like, yeah. What do you, it's, so it's like, not crazy. No, it's not crazy. I mean, it's, it's a very comfortable lifestyle. Like what do you, what do you typically yeah, but just, the, the only, the only company goal is like, I want to pay myself like 500,000 a year within 10 years. And it's like, have a working budget of in between like, two to five million to like nitpick and focus on projects that we actually care about. Right. Like, cause I'm looking at like grant programs that like a uh, forest service in California does. And it's like, they gave a grant to like Cal fire to like, uh, 
like forest manage uh, the area that's recently burned. And it's like their grant for this year was like $20,000. And I'm like, Yikes. peanuts. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like with this platform, if we actually took a stance and I'm like, I'm cool living off this little money, my infrastructure is in place. Like, as long as I'm getting what I need, why focus on like, I don't need to make more money. So like as much more money as the company can right. get, like, let's just like actually do something that matters. Cause at the end of the day, it's just fucking clothes. Uh, and unless those things are dealt with, no one's going to want luxury clothes in 10 years because no one's going to fucking care. It's not going to matter. So like, sure. Why I'm not the, looking at like 20 year goals. I mean, if you, but if you get a fit off during the water wars, I mean, you know, yeah, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. You'll become king. <laughs> He with the most drip wins. That's true. He, he with the most Gore-Tex. Yeah. Um, what about uh? Shit, what was I gonna say? Um, what if so? Like, what if someone came along right now and was like, "Yo, Reese, what's your number, bro? What's I've your not it. your phone number? Like what? Like what's it? What's it gonna take? Slide it across the table we've, on a sheet of paper. We've we've had uh, we've definitely been approached a handful of times. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was and how's fast. that and how's that go? What's talk about that process playing out like generally speaking, so that you don't burn any more bridges than you already have. Uh, it's you entertain that because, like, I I know that you're fiercely independent. At least you know how I the amount I know you as a person. I don't. Like, I don't want. I don't. There is no reason for me to take money unless it's smart money. And by money, by smart money, I mean like unless you can, unless your money comes with a, a way that greatly improves my infrastructure and workflow. Like I don't need your cash. Like mm. cash isn't going to do me, do anything for me because it's still going to be my brain using the money. And it's like, I don't know everything I need to know. So unless you're going to come to the table with money and help build something that you're going to put your brain into, then we can talk. But I haven't had that come along yet. Don't do paperwork. I'll make the paperwork. Ooh, or you can have that one. I'm not a business um, man. I'm a business man. All of these are going on t-shirts. Cool. What do you like to spend your money on? Whether it's Jay-Z whether going to sue you. <laughs> whether it's the zero. Well, the one mine's mine's from this brain. So whether it's the zero money make now yeah. or the half a mil you're making five to ten years from now, like what does Reese Cooper like to indulge on? Is it travel? Is it food? Is it Johns? Is it acti- Is it experiences? Is it is it uh? Penalty fees for breaking all the lime scooters in Paris. I got one more. Don't check. Don't charge don't, you for that. Don't check on me unless you got a check from me. <laughs> there you go. That's a free one. <laughs> Sorry, on Reese. Please continue. <laughs> no, no, that'll go in the back of the tea. Yeah. What do you like to spend your money on? Is it yeah. like are you a gourmand? Yeah. Are you a, a vacationer? You like to throw back some some booze with the boys? Dude, I feel like I haven't like drank that much this year at all just because like really? that i've drank way <laughs> way more than normal <laughs> yeah no i haven't at all i feel like the top of this year was a lot just because it's like you're in celebration mode because it's like fashion week for two months and then it's right. like i got back from paris straight into lockdown and i was like i'm not i don't like beer or wine so i'm not going to be drinking hard liquor at the crib on my own that's that would be very psychotic. sad that that that's a that's a spiral waiting to happen bro exactly sure. So avoid that at all costs. Nothing but 42 uh, for no. my king. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just drinking 42 on a mattress in the middle of a fucking loft, no furniture. Just sad as but fuck, the, dude. The, the mattress is in the like drink of the room. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't really spend money on that much shit. It's like I, I buy freshwater fresh yeah, pearls. Freshwater pearls. That's where the cash goes. I like nice food, uh, but I'm not like 
hundred dollar dinner energy. That's not me. Do you spend a lot of money on Johns or is it mainly just what you wear in your own shit? Uh, luckily I wear my own shit now because I have so much of it that I can just like wear my samples from the past season and be comfortable. Uh, Same, I like buying wearing a podcast shorts a for six months. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah. only pod merch exclusively boots, shorts, and tees. I, I buy really anything that I buy like clothing wise is like a vintage, uh, t-shirt or like really niche merch. Are you like a, are you a digger? Like you, uh, you, you, you love the hunt or are you just kind of like, Whatever, I kind of just see something and I'm like, Oh, that's really clever. I like that. Or that's really fucking stupid. I like that. And I'll what, buy it. Do you have a, are you a big, like, do you follow vintage accounts on like IG? Do you have like in person, like, not really. In LA? What's my, the plug? Yeah, I, my one guy that I really like is named Tommy. His Instagram is moth food. Oh we're yeah. Not, so we're not going to catch you. We're not going to catch you at the Rose bowl at 2am picking with the no, Japanese no, no. dudes. I just, I just hang out at Tommy's spot. Moth food is fucking sick. Though. I don't know if anyone at home, if they're, if you're into vintage uh, must follow on IG, even just and, to get inspired. Yeah. Yeah. He just started a web store too. And he's yeah. like over the moon. He's like, Holy shit. You can sell clothes online. I'm like, bro, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're like, I just learned this from in March <laughs> coming from a guy who just learned what Shopify is. Yes. You absolutely can. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not doing trying it for, to get him on it. You're not yeah. doing it for reference or R and D. You're doing it just cause it fucking, you know, makes your dick move. T-shirts are purely for just because, I mean, I have so many vintage T-shirts that I actually never wear, but I just like think they're funny and want to own them. Uh, but like actual pieces, I'll definitely reference vintage a lot. Dirt. All right, let's get into the third and final topic. The only podcast that matters. Mm-hmm. The topic formerly known as Dadass. And now... Currently named, more appropriately. Yeah, of course. Way so, Carla Otto, relax. All right, Carla, just relax yeah. for a second. It's not yeah. that ass. It's meats and cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking and fucking. Yeah. Sex and dating. Yeah. Um, Reese, so, you know, you're, you're a hot, young, successful guy in L.A., bleached hair, bleached eyebrows, bleached pubes. Yeah. Are you no, wearing... No bed frame to speak of whatsoever <laughs> yeah no that's really helpful with dating plus my job comes with a lot of free time right yeah uh Excuse are you me, can say, i uh vip park this lime scooter please <laughs> let's say you and some tiktoker with four million followers <laughs> hit it off i feel like all tiktokers are like 17 not the ones i follow <laughs> yeah to be clear okay <laughs> fbi if you're listening <laughs> the yeah. fbi is listening so this is a parody yeah. um <laughs> No, but are you wearing, are you, what's the first date fit in? Are you an RCI head to toe? Yeah, is that a good uh, icebreaker? No, I think that's awkward. Yeah. What's the first date fit then? A, a, a funny vintage tee? No, yeah. I kind of just dress like how I do every day. Like there, I'm pretty standard in uh, what I wear. It's like I got a shoe rotation. I have a bunch of different pants, but like when I put my keys and like wallet in the, uh, like if I put my keys on a belt loop and I have my wallet in my pocket of a pant, like that becomes the pants I wear for two weeks. And then I kind of just cycle out like t-shirt, hoodie or jacket. It's like, same. Underwear. I don't really, yeah. Same underwear, same socks. The trick is you just keep folding them inside out. Ooh. And then, uh, <laughs> no, but I just like, yeah, I don't know. I is, don't really is that, like dress is, up for things. Is that a I hard enough conversation? Like all of my clothes at this point, I really like, and I'm right. comfortable with. Well, so it like works. Yeah. Is I, that a I hard think, conversation, whether or not your name is on the fucking t-shirt to have on a first date without sounding like an asshole? Like I'm a fashion designer. Like how does that go normally? <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to meet people where that wouldn't be like a known thing already. Right. 
So is that a thing that, that you're very cognizant of? Like whether that person is familiar, like whether, I guess like if you're being set up, it's going to be like pretty obvious, but if you're like, I, I don't know how, how you necessarily date, but is that something you're, you're again, another thing you're hyper aware of? It's like whether that person is familiar with what you do for a living. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've had situations, uh, where, people know what I do prior to like meeting and like either it's like super cool or it becomes weird. And there's really never any in between. I mean, I don't know if you're like, you can tell fast feast or famine, baby boomer bust. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Are you, are you trying to date? Like, do you hate dating within the industry? Like, are you trying to break out? And I know it's fucking LA. Everyone's trying to make it. Everyone's in the industry, but like, are you trying to date outside of that? Where it's a, she's all that situation where she doesn't know that you're, like a cool guy, fashion designer. She's the farm girl from Kansas or what? I go back and forth between it. Uh, because it's like, I love the idea of not having to talk about what I do or my world or want to hear about anything that's going on in a creative industry. But then it's also like, what the fuck you talk about? Right. It's your life, bro. TikTok. Yeah. Just just scroll through TikTok together. Yeah. What, what, (laughs) yeah. What, uh, what high school classes are you finishing up with before you become a pro TikToker? That's a good. (laughs) All right. That wraps up. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I, uh, you're a private person. You're a private person. I'm not, I'm not exactly like private. I just like, don't have a lot of shit going on. Truth. What are you talking you have, about? You have no social life is what you're saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn near. Right. May I, may I recommend, uh, get a bed frame, then worry about your yes. social life. Yeah. Get the yeah, bed that's frame the first. Plan. It's like, no, nah, there's people that I'm like, uh, like interested in, but it's like, what am I going to do? Go on a like cool first date and we go to an outdoor patio and have a drink socially distanced on some bullshit and then walk back to my apartment. I'm like, Oh cool. Here's my mattress. Yeah. Well, she might be like, else. well, what if they're like, Oh, are you like the next little peep? Like, are you the next fucking like, you know, SoundCloud rapper? Need Just some more face, tats, face tats. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say, there you go. You got the nail polish though. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's throw it over to Chuck for 30 seconds of thirst. Unfortunately, chef Sean couldn't be with us. He's recovering from a hard weekend with the boys down in one of the Carolinas. What is 30 seconds of thirst. We are going to unmute Chuck or he's going to unmute himself. To find out, baby. Uh, I don't know if Chuck, were you muted this whole time or were you just sitting there quietly? No, I was, I was listening. Okay. Uh, Chuck, I was, I was learning. Yeah. Like a sponge taking notes. Chuck is going to, we're going to give him the floor, right? So he can ask you anything, pitch you on an idea. He has the floor is his it's open format. Chuck 30 seconds of thirst. All yours King. Uh, Reese, I really like your shows. Uh, they're very cool. Um, I've never, never been invited. I've just seen them uh, on, on video, but uh, I was it's wondering Carla who handles the guest list. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I was wondering like, what would a Reese Cooper flagship store look like? Uh, where would it be? What would it smell like? What would the decor be? <laughs> okay. So what it smell I like the woods? Th- I, I think about this a lot, actually. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me that the store is in LA or New York. It just doesn't but that is the only place where it actually makes sense as a market. Uh, I think I also just think there's something inherently funny and kind of cool about having my first flagship store in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like I was, looking at, like, yo, I was looking at small towns in uh, Montana and I found one uh, commercial real estate listing. That's actually fucking perfect. 
for a storefront that I would want. John Mayer come but through. Then it's like, yeah. But then it's like, cool, now I'm in rural Montana, which we can all imagine what the people are like. And then it's like, cool, here's my new store. Everyone come through, um, having a welcome to the neighborhood party, just so you can get familiar with my company. No I'm masks. 20. Yeah, no, we're, we're super, uh, like we support everyone. Fuck the police. I love right. every community and this flannel $600. Like I'm going to get beaten the fuck up truthfully. <laughs> so it's like, that's cool to me. I want to do a store in the middle of nowhere, but it's like about finding the right town. That's like not going to get mad about it. Visvim in Santa Fe. I mean, Santa Fe is a very rich and liberal town. Um, and, and, you know, vibe or gels like the whole Viz uh, aesthetic and philosophy. But then who's the guy, I, I don't know how to say it. So I'm going to butcher his name, but half Like he's a warranty does your like, um, he clogs yeah. mm-hmm. but he does it's more of like a like an art project more than anything else he does some products but it's definitely more of an art project he just did a pop-up out of the trunk of his car in like the salt flats in utah but i think it was more yeah, like i want to i want to do something in a I, like there's got to be somewhere super random i was even looking at like real estate listings like in dawsonville georgia like where my grandparents live but it's like uh somewhere inherently just like in the mountains would be cool but definitely like based. I don't want to do something full time just because I don't think it makes sense right now anyways. But I think it would be cool as like the next season when it releases to do a pop up that's like in like Pikes Peak, Colorado in like the middle um, of fucking nowhere. What about when Ass Pizza was just selling fucking t-shirts and balaclavas at like Walmart parking lots across America? That shit's honestly incredible. Yeah, do that. And at, like, out, and at the stairs pizza. and at the shout out Austin Butts and at the stairs <laughs> where like the Joker did his dance. <laughs> yeah, I think he, yeah. He, I think he had a meetup. Yeah, with like one thousand yeah. incels. Exactly, that's fucking incredible. Very cool stuff. All right, Chuck. Thank you for thirty seconds to thirty. Thanks, Chuck. Um, that's actually pretty cool. I would love to see a, a Reese Cooper pop up or store like wherever it's going to be. Um, you know, keep our eyes and ears tuned for that. Uh, Carla, you know where to find us. Yeah, fly us out. But um, all right, Reese. We want to play a little game with you. Last John, next John. We want to know, and I don't know if you're going to have an answer for this, but we want to know what was the last John you copped at full retail and let's not count the pearl necklace. And what's yeah. the next John that you got? The necklace wasn't on. full retail. Oh, it wasn't. It was full retail. Well, then there you go. Doesn't count, doesn't count anyway. I only, sh- I only shop at stores that like I get some sort of discount at because I work with them. Very smart. <laughs> that'll, that'll be me at the Reese Cooper pop-up, bro. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, okay, what was the last down you got to full price? And then what's the next down you got your eye on that you're going to pull the trigger with? That's a, in a your treat, sights. A little treat for Reese or, you know, just something missing in your wardrobe. Reese's treats is. <laughs> almost. I bought, almost. <laughs> okay, last thing I got full price. I actually know it. It was uh, in February. I bought a... That is a long time ago. Yeah, I don't buy a lot of stuff. It was a North Face. Uh, it was like a Signal Orange North Face jacket. Were you like heading somewhere cold? Yeah. What was the? Was there a form that you formed to function there? Like, what was it for? No, I just like whenever, whenever I just have like little things, whether it's like color or material. Whenever I like start to like something, I'm like, I want the nice version of it. Like now. So like I really started getting into Signal Orange as I started to make a bunch of stuff in the spring collection that was Signal Orange. And so I went and got a North Face jacket because it was like Paris uh, Women's Week the following week and it was going to be raining. So I bought like a parka with like the insulated lining. It was like 500 bucks, but it's like that's my winter jacket now. 
that's that, that's that Parisian damp cold. That shit don't fuck yeah. around. For real. Uh, what about, what about what, the next thing? Yeah. Next, John. Do you know what you're going to be into next where you're, you need to have the nicest version? Have you thought about that yet? Or is it going to just like pop up randomly? I'm sure it's going to pop up. Uh, I don't know. My thing is like whenever I find something I like, uh, I try to at first think about like what is it that I like about it and what would I do differently if I had the opportunity. So it's like that's I'm starting to do footwear now. So it's like my next answer like three months ago would have been like I'm trying to get like these boots, but then I'm like I should just fucking make boots. Can you can you tell us at all about like what kind of boots to expect? It's kind of like uh, <clears throat> at least where we're at in the development. Yeah. Uh, kind of like uh, it's a high top hiking boot with like a Vibram tank boot sole. Hmm. Interesting. Diesel, the real deal. Yeah. Thick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. All right, Reese. Before we kick you the fuck out of here, you're obviously doing pretty well. I uh, cannot lie. Yeah. I watched. I watched four days of documentaries on you today. Um, but we do think you could, you know, we want to see you truly, truly thrive. I mean, we're, we're fans, we're homies. I'm open for suggestions. Onwards and upwards. Well, we got, you're going to we love got nothing this next but, segment then. We got Greece. nothing but constructive criticism for you. Look, we're not, this constructive criticism is meant to tear you down, to build you up, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, take it or leave it. We have a combined 40 years in the industry together. Um, Chuck's, is that actually true? No. Uh, it's like 20. Chuck ate it's 20. Like 20. <laughs> Chuck, ate, Chuck ate 24 hot dogs in... 14 hours last weekend so that's cool one year for every hot dog yeah (laughs) so we want to offer you some points of constructive criticism take it or leave it uh i'll go first um you mentioned you know do i get to comment on each of these things of course of course course. course. okay cool you you mentioned um dialogue it's a two-way street dude that's how consulting works you mentioned and you you can hire us you know full or absolutely yeah you're available consultation afterward after the fact does it count if i just sign up to the patreon Yes, that you can absolutely just, that would be great too. Cause then we'll take we whatever you, you get. Cause then we work for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You mentioned aspirations and grand ambitions of one day being the Nike ACG director. What better time than the present, my friend? Portland is in a fucking, you know, chaos right now. Go there under cover of night. Link up with some Antifa homies and lead a nonviolent coup at Beaverton. Unseat current Nike ACG director James Adizumi and take what is rightfully yours. The prince that was promised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about logistics. It could work. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good advice. That's sound advice from James. That's that's pretty good. I do want to, once I get there though, I'm worried like we would get a little distracted and I would try to ride the fucking jet skis through the water like Drake. <laughs> like Jersey? <laughs> yeah. Go to the employee store, blow a bag on Nike Golf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I was too busy playing catch with OBJ that I, my, my coup failed. <laughs> I, I met him like, Three months ago, he's actually the nicest fucking guy in the world. You guys have the same. Drake? You guys have the same bleachman. No, OBJ. OBJ. Yeah. Was he like, hey, nice hair, and was like the Spider Man meme? <laughs> Does he wear That's your exactly shirt? Exactly what happened. Does he uh, wear your shirt? Uh, no, I don't think so. I haven't given him anything, but we haven't like talked about it. Okay. Um, Nike the NFL number- Reese Cooper crossover is funny though. <laughs> I know like a lot of NFL players at this point for no reason. Really? Oh, really? Do you like sports? Are you a sports guy? No, not really. But like, uh, I'm friends with 
uh, like Jalen Ramsey and like Todd yeah. Gurley is one of my like really good friends. I think I talked to Todd Gurley maybe like uh, at least three, four times a week. Shout out Todd Gurley, dude. 400. Yeah. yeah. No, Todd's like the nicest dude in the world. He came to Paris for his first time going to Paris was in January just to come see my show. And like he Work. came to the team dinner. Yeah. Todd's a good dude. That's a, wearing, that's a cool friend for sure. Was he yeah. wearing red? Um, what about NBA? Like, do you have any, uh, do you have any, um, connections into the NBA world? Cause like, obviously whether for better or for worse, like the all, you know, fashion and NBA is like fucking the biggest it's ever been at this point. Yeah, no, I really don't. Uh, Carla, Carla Otto, come on, I, like, on don't it. hang out. At, I just don't really like go to Delilah. No. I was going to say, you need to, you need to put <laughs> some more FaceTime in at Delilah, bro. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to call Zach after this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Another piece of constructive criticism for you, Reese. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but streetwear is kind of like in the throes of a romance with, uh, the, you know, car industry right now. Kith BMW most recently, obviously before that you had Virgil, uh, doing his own custom Mercedes, uh, that, that Scion XB that he yeah. did, which, uh, obviously- Right, <laughs> that that uh, the Nissan Cube that set the world on fire, and then even before that, Ame and what they did with Porsche. Uh, have you thought Supreme, about Supreme Lamborghini? Oh, and Supreme Lamborghini. On top of that, have you thought about collabing with Mini Cooper? Seems like a lot of synergy there. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. We probably wouldn't even have to do that much graphic work. It'd be one of those <laughs> cool shirts where it's like you can just put the logo on top of the other one and make it look like someone ripped half of it off. Oh, for yeah. sure. That'll work. Or I was just going to say you should like wrap. What was the really fucking bad? Uh, the Italian job. No, what was the really fucking bad collab? Was it DKNY who did the shit where it was like the printer where it looked like it was half ripped off or some collab? I don't know. That's the graphic language. Right, that we would for sure. Down. That's that's for sure the graphic language where we can do Reese Cooper, Mini Cooper, little fucking tear in between. Yeah, everybody yeah, eats. yeah. You, okay. you take everybody that scene. Everybody eats, everybody wins, everybody pays. Everybody <laughs> eats at Delilah. You take that scene from the Italian job with the Mini Cooper car chase and you, you rip that and turn that into your show. That's the presentation. And then the finale is all the cars end up and we're at Bootsy Bellows. Boom. Hell yeah. Done. Say right. less. Done. No, um, I would do, I would do Land Rover. I want to, I think they botched the new defenders. I don't like the new defenders. Not, not car guys. They yeah. cars. No, my brother, neither. My brother works for Jaguar Land Rover group. So I'm going to refrain from commenting, but Wait, uh, Reese, you don't have a car and you live in La La Land. What the fuck? You just, are you lime everywhere? I line everywhere. No, I used to live with Charlie, who I worked with. So it's like I would just ride with him to the factory everywhere. And now I live. For, Reese Cooper always looking office. for a fucking handout, ladies and gentlemen. No surprise. <laughs> Bro, I I don't even have a driver's license. What? Where are you from? Where are you from? I, I moved here. I moved here. Oh, from you're from London. the UK, from London yeah. town. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I moved. I moved license from for the other side London. of the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's invalid, but uh, no, I'm going to get a license like next month because I finally am at a point where I need a car. Damn. Pop quiz. It's starting to become like actual necessity. Pop quiz hotshot. What side of the road do we drive on here in America? Mm -hmm. Uh, Right. Yes. Green means go. Red means stop. That's a free one. Yellow. Go faster. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. I'll be good. I don't want to tell you how to fucking run your business or anything. It seems like you got a nice little thing going on there. You know, you got a, you're in your office at 7 13 PM on a Monday night. You are just fucking, you know, axe, stone. <clears throat> Everything's just grist for the mill. You're fucking 
boys with Todd Gurley. You're going to Delilah after this big Monday night. Everyone knows that's industry night at Delilah. Um, so I don't know. That being said, <laughs> bro, come on. What's the, what's the only color that matters? You're wearing it green. Sell your fucking company. Put your shit in PacSun, Zoomies, cash out, move to Maui, go fucking, you know, wakeboarding with Mark Zuckerberg out there. Something I contemplate is putting the actual company, 100% ownership of the company as an option on the Shopify. What's real? Like you, like oh, you could just buy the company. That'd be fucking I, sick, dude. Some I think like Malaysian tycoon think, just cops you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's inherently hilarious to have an option on your web store. I wouldn't do it for my own company, but like me and my friend Nick, who designed the office in my apartment, we we have like four brands that we're working on that will never exist. They're just like stupid fucking ideas that we bounce back and forth for the sake of it. Uh, so you want to sell IP, not get it ripped out of your cold, dead hands like two guys that I know. That's <laughs> what you're trying to say. Essentially. But I just think it's inherently funny to have an option on the brand's website where you can just buy the brand. What's the price tag? Let's say I want to check out. I want to add one RCI to my cart. What am I looking at? <laughs> Uh, at this point, like 30 grand, like just, <laughs> <laughs> just get me out of here. Yeah. What if you like, my hands. I mean, it's interesting. Like the whole RCU, the right Reese Cooper university. Uh, what if you sold a one year term or one year lease on like a significant portion of like RCI ownership so that whatever kid copped up could be like involved in the operations and decisions that that's just, never mind. Let's just move past that. Yeah, I was gonna say, no, gonna here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm gonna do. This is something I've actually, this is the, this is the plan. Again, this is one of those dumb hypothetical things that probably won't happen. But like, if someone wanted to sponsor it, I probably would do it. <laughs> New York Fashion Week, February, my, uh, I would say, call it a presentation, call it a pop up. It's like one of those 3000 square foot like storefronts in Soho. You walk in, it's fucking empty. And there's just a desk in the middle with like the oldest fax machine you've ever seen. And you walk in and there's one thing for sale and I will come up with a brand for you for a hundred thousand dollars. The deliverables are a manila folder of like all your legalities of like the LLC, your first sure. run of all graphics, paperwork. Yeah. all the paperwork, as well as all like a fucking contact, your whole first season's design and a lookbook and an address book and a contact book of everywhere that you need to go to get this stuff produced. I like that. It's called, you're selling it. You want to sell a dream. That's what you're doing right there. It's RCI DIY. I will, I'm in the business of businesses. Yeah. Right. We right. build businesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we business uh, businesses. Vertical so, supply chains. Yeah. It see, so it seems like you actually might not need that much create uh, constructive criticism and, and creative consulting from throwing fits creative agency LLC, I believe is what this operation is. Like but that, yeah. the final piece recently. You couldn't come up with anything funnier than that? Oh, it's no, just you know the business name doesn't have to be the LLC name. Well, it does. When you say it aloud, well, it's 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 fucka. No, wait, sorry, that's failing upwards. No, never mind, never mind. Yeah, also not funny either way. Yeah, my um, head's okay, listen, Reese, this isn't about us, Reese. Okay, uh, the final I piece. The LLC, I have the LLC never gonna die media just so I could get the company card. It's a company that doesn't exist and doesn't do anything, but I filed the LLC just so I could register a bank account and get the company card that's that says solid. never gonna die. That's also, funny. also uh, media is dying. Men. Yeah, and also media is actually dying as we speak as an yeah, industry. So that's now. kind of ironic. It's dying um, from okay. COVID complications. Final piece of constructive criticism so we can get Reese out of here for his date with Todd Gurley at Delilah. Uh, listen, man, 
The runway shows of the future are up in the air. Who knows what's going to happen with Fashion Week? But one thing I do know is that you are talking to two handsome free agent models who are ready and willing to walk in your next show, whether it's in person in front of an audience or in a stream that will be live streamed. Ooh. That's right there. Um, or maybe, you know, we can even vomit what? and pass out and not walk at all. But we are available. And What's, uh, Can I afford you? Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Listen, if you're selling your company for, for 30 grand, you could at least use, I don't know, a cool tenor for each of us, you know, we can boot and rally. We can boot and rally with the best of them. So, uh, okay. Well, updated, updated plan is like, no, that makes a lot of sense. I get you guys on the show that inherently boost the value of the company. And then maybe I could sell it for like a 32, 33, hopefully get like a 10% increase in value off of this. That's less less than that. That's trickle up drip, dripponomics, my friend. This is brand synergy. This yeah. is collaboration. I told you, bro, at, at, the, at, the, at the top of the app, not, we're shifting paradigms of aesthetics and business models. What can Throwing Fits Creative Agency LLC do for you, bro? You tell us. Ask we're available. Yourself. Yeah, ask yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reese. You are a goddamn motherfucking taste lord. Right before we get you out of here, we want to know what you're fucking with and what you're not fucking with yes. in a segment we call fuck would not fuck with. It's a working title. Still working on the title. It's been many years now. Uh, we're perfectionists, right? We're not going to, we're never going to settle. That's a thing. So we're going to throw some categories at you. You tell us what in those categories you're fucking with, what you're not fucking with. Uh, first up brands, you're a brandsman. What brands are you currently fucking with? We talked about the all timers with Ralph and Bape um, and Nike, but like currently, what are some brands you want to put out there that you are fucking with? Uh, clothing wise, not that much. Like I'm super focused on like what I'm doing and I don't think most people have handled the pandemic too well. I think everyone's just doubling down on like their core sellers, which is never like the cool, cool stuff. Sure. Uh, National Parks Foundation merchandise is better than ever for the record. Okay. Did they just, uh, do a, they just had a big anniversary where they put out, did a whole merch program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of fire stuff. Uh, USPS merch is trash, but if you go to the vent, if there's some good vintage stuff out there, I actually pitched doing a whole revamp for their merch thing. I have, I, I literally have a whole line sheet of like 40 designs. I was willing to give them for free. Uh, lost, they lost the line sheet in the mail. I couldn't get anyone to reply. <laughs> you didn't have uh, enough forever stamps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tesla. Tesla is a cool brand. I'm super into that right now. Just because I'm like, as I'm approaching, like getting my first car, I think they're the only car that's actually gracefully handled electric vehicles. Are you an Elon bro? Yeah. Do you think he's a bozo or a visionary? I think he's a fucking dork, but incredible product. Let me tell you about a little, uh, but he didn't, but he didn't invent Tesla. He's just one of those dudes who like found a startup and bought it and then put his name on it. Right. Like Dave Portnoy and upwards. Which is kind of cool inherently. Yeah, which is have you ever uh, given honestly, any when you break it down that way, I'm kind of fucking with that dude now. Yeah, that's kind of tight. Yeah. Is your is the whip you're Not gonna buy, is work. it gonna be uh fully electronic? Is it gonna be a hybrid? Or are you gonna or just fucking diesel just I, run I, this I motherfucker want, into the ground? I want a Tesla and then after that, once I have like enough money for like a second car uh down the road, I wanna get a vintage Land Rover Defender. Or like a vintage like pickup truck. 
terrible gas mileage. Yeah, um, I was going to say, 100%. So the Tesla's going to offset the Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's why it's the secondary car. You sure. got to have balance in your life. It's like I drink like uh, like organic juices every day, but I smoke. It's like you got to balance it. Got What's it. your dart of choice? Yeah. Uh, right now, it's actually Marlboro Silvers. Interesting. What, how does yeah. that, dif- I'm not a darksman. How does that differ? How is that different from like, how is that differentiated from the other? Uh, it's, it's very, it's very fucking low down. It's super light. It's like not aggressive. It's uh yeah. It used to be, that's an ultra light, right? So golds are yeah. light and then a silver is an ultra. I used to, I used to smoke golds and then like, uh, I was feeling like a little bit run down a few weeks ago. So I was like, I still want to smoke. So let me get something that's not like aggressive. Sure. Uh, even though the lights Have you ever are like, tried not to quit? inherently, uh, no, it's very cool. Be- As someone who has quit smoking, but still absolutely loves to dart down at a fucking moment's notice. It's just the coolest, man. I'm sure I will quit at some point. And ban them. I have gone, dude. I've gone. I've gone periods where I'm like, oh, I don't want to smoke right now, and then I just won't smoke for like a month. Oh, so you'll go cold like turkey it, just randomly. Yeah, it's like not hard, but like the thing is, I really enjoy it. It's it's funny you ask because it's actually quite easy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're looking yeah. for something light, man, it's not real. Yeah. Also, quitting ultralights is like, yeah, I'm going to not. It's like quitting pixie sticks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's literally. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if you're looking yeah, for something light, may I suggest uh, Virginia Slims? <laughs> yeah, very cool. And you should smoke them with a long Cruella de Vil yeah. or Hunter S. Thompson cigarette holder, which is very yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. I think I might just get a pipe. Was jeweling was jeweling vaping. never in in the formula for you? Never, I have never vaped or hit a jewel in my life. Is jeweling and vaping now amongst uh, the, the fucking zoomers? And I'm obviously sounding like a dinosaur. Is that, I thought is this it was really now? fucking lame from the start, and I smoking made fun robo, of everyone smoking around robo me. dicks. Yeah, because it's also like still no one knows how bad they are for you. At least with cigarettes, I know what's going wrong. Yeah. Right. You prefer right. the the known. I, per, I prefer the known fucked upness versus the unknown. That's scary. You're right. not fucking with Jewel right now. No, big pass on Jewel. What other brands? Any other brands you want to put on before we get negative? Yeah. Uh, and or just brands that are like more like Tesla shit, like brands that you respect yeah. or that like make up your lifestyle. Um, whatever that. I think North. I, I honestly, I think North Face is inherently still very cool. Like they do a lot of stuff that i'm what do you think of the gucci collab into what do you think of that is so out of pocket skipper that's a that's a skip not a drip (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately that's uh that's a skip past are you uh are you a fan of north face supreme like obviously that's a that's a fucking legacy collab at this point like are do you even fuck with supreme Uh, there's a there's a few good ones i was really into supreme when i was younger uh i still have a couple of like the cooler pieces that i had uh like i have like that hockey jersey with the eagle on the front. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, Frank Ocean special. Yeah, yeah, I have Jump that in the ocean, one. Frank Ocean. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I still have like the first box logo hoodie I ever got in like 2009. But it's like uh, sentimental it's like, for you now. At this point. Like, right, you're not wearing yeah. it publicly or in pictures. No, it's like, a size small, and it's like in my mom's house in London. But it's like either I could sell it for like four hundred dollars, or just like have like one of the first cool things that I got into. Bro, sure. crop like, it. Why don't, you, keep why don't it. you crop it like you're yeah. a Carhartt? It's already a size small. Yeah. So I'm pre-cropped. <laughs> uh, all right. So been fucking with Supreme, sentimental value as a as a wee lad in London. Um, I, I can't really buy it anymore. Not Nobody not can. That's the thing. It's very difficult. Or everybody can. Yeah. 
it's like anytime I, there's maybe like one or two things a season that I actually still like. And then it's like, I can't even fucking buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's that's the annoying curse. You know, yeah. do you, do you ever see your shit on resale sites and how does it make you feel? If it's like okay, so above retail, there's, uh, there's only, I think there's only ever one thing that went above retail as far as I know. Uh, Which is what? The the Forest Service hoodie from Fall 19, which is just, it's got like the DTG like deer on the front of it. And that just I don't know. Hit. I don't like, know that what hit happened so with, yeah. dude, I have no idea. But like there was like a month long period where it was like, uh, like Gunna, Young Thug, uh, Kid Cudi, uh, and a, like three or four 21 savage like three or four other people just had that hoodie and like i didn't give it to anyone like they all just like collectively went out and bought this hoodie somewhere and i was like what the fuck is the going price on went like, up. this is one of those hoodies that we yeah, yeah they go to like brick going up one of them just sold for like like 700 on grail jesus yeah that's crazy no, yeah good, good oh and you. the and the varsity jacket that travis wore in that right. video that one that went a little crazy. Sure. I mean, but that doesn't, that doesn't, that's just like crazy to you. Like it is, it's not something that like makes you maybe feel any type of way. It's just like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Moving on. I was mad that I didn't get to cash in on it because like the, those jackets I sold wholesale. So it's like, I made, I personally made about $110 per jacket. Right. <laughs> right. And some bozo on grailed is fucking me. Got it from on sale at Barney's for like probably 300 up. bucks and then sold it for like a thousand. Sure. Made seven times more money than I did from it. <laughs> Maybe you should start uh, doing that. You should start buying your own shit and flipping it on grailed as a reseller. And now you know how James Jebbia feels, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are, sorry. Did we get into not fucking with brands? Are you not fucking with any brands? Are yeah, you do, you get, do you want to get negative specifically? Not right now. There's not anything that I'm like... You're not fucking actively, with Jewel. Yeah, fuck nah, Jewel. There's nothing I'm like actively mad at that I would consider a brand. Is the LAPD a brand? Sure. Yeah. It's a brand yeah. of white supremacy. Oh! <laughs> yeah, then LAPD. Uh, but besides that, there's nothing that I'm like, like worth getting mad about. Sure. If it, you're an LA guy, you just, I'm just yeah. I'm just like some the, things aren't the for vibes me, are and that's cool. Yeah, it's the air, dude. I'm just got the, the air quality the air. here is fucking horrible. It's, the, it's, it's, all the, it's all the Zans, bro. Yeah, it's all the toxins. <laughs> what about sneakers? What's in your current rotation right now? What, what's on the fucking dogs? Uh, these ACGs that I'm wearing. Also, I have these vintage ACGs from like '96 that I really like. They're like a duck boot, but I. Uh, it's both parts are like leather uh, instead of a rubberized thing. Uh, they're really cool. Uh, I still wear, I still wear like the first season LV shoe that Virgil did, like the low top white and green Louis shoe. Oh yeah, you wear those. Yours are cooked as fuck, dude. Sauteed oh, from big. They look great. They're disgusting at this point. You need to get it's Virgil fire. to give you another pair, though, dude. I, I I ended up getting the second pair. He sent me a pair of shoes because I posted uh, I posted how fucked up they were after the Baby Keem show that I went to for my birthday last year. Like instead of doing a birthday party last year, I just bought twenty tickets to the Baby Keem show and oh. just texted everyone to pull up. Uh, uh, and then the shoes just got like wiped out after that. And then he just sent me another pair of shoes. What a guy! Uh, what else? What else? What else is in the rotation right now? Uh, 
I got these like low top Vask hiking boots that are cool or hiking shoes rather. Uh, you know what I wear a lot actually is those fucking off-white Nike. What are they called? Terra Krieger, the like running ones with like the pink spikes on the bottom that came out. Oh last yeah. Year. Like the track shoes or whatever. Yo, so comfortable. I wear really? them like twice a week. You're not like click clacking down the hallway. Like, nah, they, they're rubberized and I, I, they came out like June last year, but like by the time fashion week happened, I had them for like, I don't know what happened with Nike's like seating thing, but like I got them like eight weeks before they came out for some reason. And Damn. it was one of those things where you're like Too not early to post them for like five weeks. They're like, yo, we better keep this. Good. We better keep this yeah. kid happy, otherwise he's gonna run up on campus and fucking murk yeah. James Arzumi. Yeah. He's already crashed like, eight jet skis. This man is a meat. <laughs> but like, by the time I got to Paris, like all the spikes are already gone. So now they're just like really comfortable shoes. Sure, there's worn off. There's nubs. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of it. Do you have a Mount Rushmore of sneakers? Just all, all time. time four Unranked. favorites. Uh. Uh, that I own or don't own. No, it could both. be just all time. Anything. It yeah, doesn't matter. I'm never, I'm not like super into sneakers, but I think, I think that Louis shoe that I have is definitely up there just because like the m- amount of like nuanced, like meaning that shoe has. The, uh, the low top version of that trainer specifically because there's a high top too, right? Yeah, yeah, the low top one. Uh, the Tom Sachs Nike, the Mars Yard. I, I never had a pair and will never be able to afford one or be able to justify buying one now. The, the, uh, the 2.0s or the 1.0? The first ones. Sure. There you go. Uh, did you have to do yeah, push-ups for those like, like Lawrence did? <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't get any. And the first ones you didn't have, have to do push-ups any. for. Oh, you didn't have any. Got it. It was a yeah. 2.0. They did to do 10 yeah. push-ups. For and them. by yeah. the way, I opted out of the push-ups. Okay. I, did, I was doing girl push-ups on my knees instead. <laughs> And I opted out of a, a rope climb to also just like walk up a ladder or something so stupid. But I was like, do I really have to do this fucking Reese, do you know about this obstacle course that they did? I heard on- about it. It's I an like- it's an it's so cool. Oh, you think it's cool? You I love- think it's hilarious. I love to- you're the the DIY stuff, the materials that you put out, the book and the video I, I loved, and it definitely reminded me. It was almost it felt like an homage to Tom Sachs, right? To some degree. Yeah, no, he's a, a huge, huge influence. Like I'm a huge fan, but it's not like there's no way that my work like reflects that. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's little pockets where it comes out like right. doing things like that. Cool. Uh, so that's two. You got two down, two to go. You're struggling. You clearly don't give a shit about sneakers. <laughs> I'm not like super. I really like a, like the classic, uh, like an all white canvas Nike blazer. Nice. Classic. I like those shoe. a lot. Yeah. I do. Uh, I throw the right shoe with like a forest green lace. That's nice. how I have mine. Uh, the fourth, nothing from one from your Roadman days out in the UK. Yeah, Air Max Plus. Never got into Air Maxes. Uh, probably those ACG boots that I have, the vintage ones. What about the Jound Reeboks? Weren't you wearing those for a long time too? Yeah, they got uncomfortable though because I just fucking cooked them. I don't know what it is with me with sneakers, but like I could never get too into sneakers because no, I don't know what it is. I don't feel like I'm doing anything that fucks shoes up. But like, if I own shoes for more than three weeks, just how I live my life, they become like ruined. I mean, I would suggest Burn stop going to fucking burnouts. Yeah. Start wearing your beaters to like moshing rap shows. Yeah. That's basically don't wear the fucking thousand dollar sneakers. Yeah. Or I do mean, I, they yeah. were, 
the way I think about it is like those shoes I got for free and I'm not going to fuck right. up the, sh- the North Face shoes I paid 90 bucks for. Right, right. hundred percent. Right. For yeah. sure. That's why, that's why your business is successful. You're and also, motherfucker. this is good advice, I think, for kids that are <laughs> listening that like look up to Reese as a taste lord, like James said. It's like, just wear your fucking sneakers. Like, you know, even if like yeah. you spent your hard-earned money, like you spent your hard-earned money to like stare at them in a fucking you box. Spent, you spent your hard-earned money to be able to wear them. Yeah, you would, you would so hope fucking so. fucking wear them. Yeah, I mean... You know, uh, a lot of these kids don't think that way, but hopefully they'll they'll change their mind after hearing it from you. They don't listen to fucking us, dude. That's for sure. Yeah, which is well, why you guys strike me as the kids who like you guys strike me as the guys who like clean your shoes with toothbrushes and shit. No, get the fuck out of here. No. Also, please keep calling us kids. That felt really good. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You corrected yourself, <laughs> I, I, but I, like I, that, I reeled it back really yeah. fast. Thanks pickle for nothing. Pickle. Um, let's get off sneakers because fuck sneakers. Uh, Lawrence and I were big proponents. We're actually the creators of the post sneaker world. I don't know if you're familiar with that concept. Where look, I've heard about it. We're not saying all you've sneakers. Read, you've read about it in many prestigious saying, industry magazines. Yeah. It was a New York Times piece, right? Uh, the New Yorker. The New Yorker. Yeah, little even profile more on rare. It's a yeah. weekly. I was actually daily. just joking. I didn't know that. Oh no, oh. there is a whole profile on the only podcast that matters. So watch your yeah. fucking mouth, Reese. They wanted to put it in print, and we said no. We are not putting it behind the paywall. We are people's champions. Make it online only. And don't even put it in the magazine. Just release it on the website to everyone because we want to democratize good taste. Anyway. Um, You guys are the best. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to hear that. Most people don't ever say that to us, so it's really nice to hear. You're right. We we kids are the best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Us young people got to stick together. Exactly. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. How do you do, fellow? Post sneaker world, James, you were saying? Yeah. Uh, how do you post sneaker world enthusiasts? So we're not saying ban all sneakers. We're just saying, look, sneakers good. Non-sneakers also good. Learn to fucking, you know, just break out of the hype cycle. Stop being a fucking bozo, just clout chasing and hype chasing, just so you can pick off and get 92 likes. Who cares? What non-sneaker footwear? 92 was really specific for this to not be a personal thing that happened. I was looking at I was looking at Chuck's timeline uh, earlier today. Um, what, oh. are some, <laughs> what are some non-sneakers that you're currently fucking with? I know hi, the hiking boots seem like yes. a huge part of your wardrobe. I, I wear uh, your boots. I wear man. the North. I wear the North Face Thermoballs uh, past dark. Most your Bootsy Bellows. That's your code name. <laughs> <laughs> Is this is that is that your? You know house what I'm talking about. The door, no, no, I wear them every. I got two pairs though. One for inside the house, one for outside the house. I mean, similar to the the, down, the juicy the juicy. Subies. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like that. But uh, but I wear them like if I go link up with someone downtown at like ten at night. Downtown's fucking dirty. I wear the outdoor ones. Nice. I keep two by yes. the door. Yes, interesting. Yes. See this? Is, I got I got shit on because I was like, yo, I have Crocs for my balcony strictly for the balcony, and then I have Crocs for when I leave the house. You got to have both. I got, uh, I got, also, I got how about not leaving the too. house in slippers and just using shoes? That's also an option well, as well. But how do I trick people into not realizing that I'm 34? That's yeah. I wear slippers out of the house. Wait, so, so Reese, you have you have outdoor slippers, is what you're saying for the streets? Yes, my man is okay. comfortable Precisely. no matter where he goes. Damn, Lim- what else? Linguini. Uh, it's a good Lim's al dente, sure. dude. The shit is fucking toasty, dude. Perfect tent. <laughs> kind of. I, I I wear uh. I wear Birkenstocks because I have painted toenails. What? Uh, so like Zonas to fly, flash the, the little piggies? I have like, I don't know what they're called. Just like the $40 black rubber ones. Oh, With like the, the two sh- straps? Yeah, yeah. You're talking yeah, about the, so it's the, yeah, for like yeah, the, yeah. the pool ones, the whole, all, all waterproof, not like the cork. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. 
What else? Is that it? Like uh, you, you don't wear like prop, you don't wear like loafers, you wear boots obviously. And then you have all these kind of like, you know, slippers yeah, and like sandals. if I ever, if I ever feel the need to like really, really dress up, yes. I'll wear like, uh, some like, uh, like a black boot or something, or like, like the loafers that Jacob made are the only yes. loafers that I have. Shout out Jacob Hetzer. Yeah. Those are nice. I got a pair of those too. Um, what about, um, really nice. what are you, what are you hiking in? What are you gorp? What are you gorped out in? Uh, these ACG ones I'm wearing, like okay. for real, the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Uh, yeah. Cause you can like walk through water and I'm too, they're fully, you can be in water as high as like the shoe ends and you're not wet. They're fire. Uh, Your also just like, I, I have Vask, like by like, uh, is it Vask? How you pronounce it? The, yeah. It's like a, it's basically like a trail shoe. Yeah. Who else, of. who else was on the pod? That was a big Vask head. Yeah. Is it Andrew Chen? No, no, no. Whatever. I'm yeah. not super, I'm not super into them. I wore, I just bought them at REI. Yeah. It's uh, real. It's like real functional shit. It's like, yeah, um, I never, I don't actual know about the shit. brand, but they're head of, I wore them and like, uh, I wore them when I was in New York and then I ended up doing this like hypey street snap thing. And it just goes back to like, I don't really dress up for anything. It's just like what I'm wearing that day. So it's like, I was just wearing these Basque sneakers for like the hype. He's like, get your fit off moment. Uh, and, uh, like their head of marketing reached out and was like, thanks for putting, like putting us doing this, like this placement. And I was just like, yeah, just placement. cool. Yeah. It's performance shit. Like it's, uh, it's, it's real deal. It's not for, not yeah. for capping. Yo, North face. For climbing, not capping. <laughs> nice. Sick. Mountain capping. North face sneakers. Those are the ones right now. Super into those. Word. Uh, all right. What is there any footwear you're seeing out there, whether sneakers or non-sneakers, where you're just like, that's some clown shit. Like, what do you get? What are you doing? The big chunky boys. Which which one do the, like the, the blend of them? The or anything that comes with it. Like, what about the Margella? What about the Margella um, nut busters? So <laughs> those. Those are honestly really funny. <laughs> like, I, I I think they're inherent. I think when things are at that point and it's like a thousand dollar sneaker that looks fucked up. Right. Uh, no, it looks like it was fucked. I, it looks like someone fucked yeah, it yeah, and yeah, came yeah. all over fucked it. Fucked yeah. upon. Yeah. <laughs> but therefore it's inherently cool to me because it's just like this company figured out how to make people want this for a thousand dollars. And it's like, I respect it. I'm like, okay. that's tight that you guys respect the hustle, respect the hustle. Respect you're, you're, the I just think it's, respect yo, the that's grift. how I feel about a lot of Supreme shit. I feel like people are just in a room like, yo, how far can we push like it? the brick or whatever? Yeah. You know, that's what notably. I think the sneakers are. Are you ever going to do like a troll, a troll piece like that? Where it's just like cop this fucking dirt ball that, you know, came from the Reese Cooper show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a literal ball of dirt. <laughs> this, this, this dirt ball in the coop smoking cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to, but I don't know what it is yet. All right. I want to make sure it's like actually clever enough where like not many people see through it, but only the people that know me are like, what the fuck are you doing? How about USB drives with this podcast on it? <laughs> Dude, what I was going to do for the, the spring show where you're walking through the stream, uh, it was originally meant to be in Paris. And we found this venue that was like a private school in the fifth uh, district of Paris we're going to put the runway like print of vinyl flooring that looked like river rocks and like fill it with water, have a waterfall going on, like put real rocks in it the whole bit, uh, before it switched to just doing it in California. But we were going to do a, uh, me and Ben Edgar always make little like fun off, pro- like one off little pieces or projects. Uh, whenever I do a collection, 
uh, so like we did the trail marker keychain for like my fall show, but what we were going to do for, uh, the spring show was a USB that was like CNC out of a small river rock. Like you just CNC out the port that it like mm-hmm. slides into. And then it's just like an actual river rock that we would have found, uh, that had a USB in it. But See the vision. That's, the what, vision that's what we were going to do, but it, it might Fuck. still happen. If Fuck you COVID to this with access to river rocks and the CNC machine and USBs, please don't do it. <laughs> Bang, I don't think that's a super, that's yeah, a super that specific a super request. Specific, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think right. I'll be safe. Let's move on to you. You seem like a music man, uh, a notes man. What music are you currently fucking with? Like, what do you listen to in this in the stew when you're fucking whipping said, up seasons in six weeks? You mentioned Baby Keem. Uh, I love Baby Keem. Uh, Has he ever worn your my, shit? Uh. I'm not sure. We we semi know each other and talk, but I don't think I've actually actually given him anything. You gotta put him on float team, dude. Brock Corson, now makes bang me his line. feel like I should. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My music taste is super broad. It's like I just throw my whole phone on shuffle. The There's whole phone, usually, or like at least a playlist that's like 600 songs. And I'm just right. like, if I hear something I like, I'm like, throw it in there, and it's just random. Uh. But it's like everything from like, like some of my friends who are doing newer music now, like Keem and then like Dominic Fike, I'm super into, but then also like Turnstile and like Arthur Russell, but then like West Side Gun, it's like all in the same playlist, like down to like Bruce Springsteen and uh, like John Mouse. Right. Uh, you contain multitudes. It's called intersectionality. There, yeah, there, yeah. There's, uh, there's layers to it. Do you, so you don't prefer any type of music when you're uh, like genre or whipping up John's? Yeah, I mean it depends. Uh, it depends on like the energy of the day, but like I can listen to anything. Like if I'm like working on something on my laptop, like photo editing, and I just like need shit to go fast, I'm like totally comfortable listening to like house and techno music in my headphones, and then switching into like country music. Like it's just like whatever. It's like the mood like switches really fast. Country music for when you're playing that Montana shop. Literally. <laughs> what about, uh, is there any music you're not fucking with? I mean, it sounds like you fuck with literally everything. Anything you think is overrated that's like popular that you're like, this is <clears throat> not for me and this whack, low key? Uh, PP Cocaine? Uh, <laughs> what is that? A, she's a TikTok rapper, I uh, guess, yeah, James. Yeah. How would you describe Yeah, I guess it? you're not on TikTok. Yeah, she's uh, on top. It's, it's like Fleetwood Mac and then PP Cocaine on top of the TikTok <laughs> charts. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, no, unfamiliar. She also goes by Trap Bunny Bubbles. Maybe you've heard yeah. of that. Trap Bunny, Bunny Bubbles. Yeah. You guys are more in tune than I am. We're I very know, young. We're very young. Yeah. I mean, you famously yeah. called us kids, which was awesome yeah. to just repeat that. Uh, we had the emotional intelligence of 17 year olds. Yeah. I would go even maybe 14. All right. So you're fucking with everything, it sounds like. So there's no way you're not fucking with any music. Um, but are you going to write in Kanye on your when you vote on November 3rd? Uh, I was gonna do it tonight, right after this. <laughs> oh, nice! Can you write us? You write us in, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll write you guys. Yeah, don't I don't know your full name, so I'm just gonna be like the dudes from throwing the kids from. Yeah, throwing. exactly. Yeah, are they even old enough to run for president? <laughs> yeah. We're not actually on record. We're not. Oh, so, oh yeah, that's true. We basically sick. are kids, but you know, vote for throwing fits is a vote for Trump. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What no, about uh, absolutely not? I don't even know if you have time to be pouring things into the ears of the front of the face but do you watch any film and tv like 
Do you have the time? Oh, yeah, to I watch it? movies. I watch movies all the time. What are you? What, uh, what are we watching recently? TV, yeah. t- TV. I can't get into. Uh, I feel like it takes too much attention. Uh, movies again, super wide uh, variety. Let's see. Over the past like two or three weeks, uh, I haven't seen anything new in a while. Uh, Nobody has. <laughs> to be yeah. well, unless you live in like Indiana and you go yeah. see Tenet. Unless you had to see Tenet so that you, you killed your grandparents. Christopher Nolan <laughs> yeah. killed your grandparents. <laughs> Was it worth it though? Yes, 100%. Obviously. It's Christopher Nolan. Uh, Ask Travis Scott, bro. <laughs> so what, so it wasn't that funny. Uh, um, but thank you. I watched uh, some of the favorite. Let's see. Over the past month, uh, I like to throw movies on just like in the background when I'm working on something, but it's all movies that are like, I've already seen before and like, don't need to focus on. I think the only one that I haven't seen before that I've watched recently, I watched good time for the first time. Mm, oh, what do you think? think? Yo, so stressful. Yeah. yeah. More stressful there than was, uncut gems in my opinion. I think so too. Yeah. I loved uncut gems though. Yeah. Shout out to safety bros. Friends of the yeah. fr- friends of the podcast. Yeah. Chuck Franco is in possession of the gem. <laughs> Yeah, Chuck actually interviewed them, and then uh, it, uh, it we couldn't we we weren't allowed to release it for a variety of circumstances. Yeah, it's in the not cash just, money vaults, not just because it was a, Chuck did a terrible job, but uh, <laughs> that's only a small factor. Yeah, they were uh, they uh, per, per Chuck's review, maybe not like the most friendly guys, but no, they, they were they, we were aligned. We were they aligned. Were just, yeah, they were, they were just cool. so fucking funny. My favorite yeah. thing about them is how much they only care about basketball. Yeah. They were very confused as Jewish to why they're Jewish very, New very Yorkers only care about the Knicks. Dude, take it from me. They were very, dude, very, very confused they, they, as to why they were doing a fashion podcast. They're like, why, why are you asking us this? <laughs> they, they thought they, it they was Marvel sports. I, I did a, I listened to some interview with them or it was like, a, they got the chance to like straight out of film school to like meet with the, was it Spike Lee? Probably. Or someone, and then uh, Spike Lee or Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, they were like, yeah, it was amazing, like being straight out of film school, like meeting one of our heroes. But like, all we could fucking talk about was the Knicks. Then it's oh, so Spike Lee, hundred percent Spike Lee again. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, and then there was a, then there was a Spike Lee interview like a year later. And they're like, what was it like meeting these kids? And he's like, it was great, but like all they wanted to know was like about the '95 Knicks and like what it was like watching Sitting the Knicks in that era. Yeah. yeah, that's literally like that shit's so funny. That me? was that was our golden that was our golden era. You guys have the Lakers forever, and we had the Knicks in the nineties. Yeah, that's it. I think it's two thousand. Um, any other TV or sorry, any other film you're watching right now? Like what else? What else? Let's see. Go home. What are you going to on tonight? What are some favorites that yeah you put on the background that you'd recommend? Just briefly. Uh, just no Country for Old Men Ooh. is one of my Does that hold up? I haven't seen that in a minute. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah, it holds up very well. And that's your whole scene. That's like your whole I did aesthetic. a pop-up. I did a pop-up at Shut Artist up, TV Gallery in Chicago, uh, maybe around this time last year, where I, like, kids came to the store and we streamed, like, this uh, runway video that I did, uh, showed it in store for the first time. I hadn't put it out online yet. And then we doubled it, like watch this video. Then I did a Q and a, then we had like a popcorn and like drink sponsor. And I just put a bunch of kids in a room and made everyone watch no country for old men. <laughs> What's the most you've ever lost on a coin toss Reese? <laughs> Can you do an uh, Anton Chigurh impression? No, 
I don't want to butcher it. It's too fucking good. James is James is pretty bad that he just. That should be your next. Uh, if you if the bleached hair ever like runs in doors, go full Anton Chigurh. Yeah. Start yeah. calling people friendo. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> Call it. Yeah. Call it. Right, um, any film or TV you're not fucking with right yeah. now? Uh, Emily in Paris, are you fucking with that? I was just gonna say. <laughs> Yo, for the first, honestly, uh, for the first like day uh that hype was going around i only followed people i know on twitter and so i only was seeing like yo what's up with emily in paris from like people that i knew and for the first 24 hours of this show being in existence i genuinely thought emily oberg like did something bad <laughs> wow. what else is what else is new <laughs> i like because it was just like people like Bryn and like chris black like yo what the fuck's with emily in paris i'm like uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh uh, so you're not fucking with Emily in Paris. Still don't really know what it is. Check it out, my man. Wait, Reese, is your Twitter handle Reese Coop TV? <laughs> yeah. But you don't All watch right. TV. Don't watch, yeah, no. watch Reese. Don't watch TV. Right. I'm about to follow you because I haven't yet. But, you know, just <laughs> I don't tweet back, anything. So. I, I, so I tweeted some I tweeted like back when I first had it in like 2014. And then I wanted to wipe it uh, and start posting like photos me now. Yeah. And then I installed some program that was like automatic delete all your tweets. I was like, that's easy. So I don't have to like sit here and manually do it. And I lost the website. And so it just keeps deleting. <laughs> so your shit just <laughs> continues to delete. That's kind of cool. longest. Yo, it's like an Instagram story. The longest yeah. a tweet will be up for me. If I tweet something is like maybe an hour. Oh, really? An hour? If not less. I it's have ridiculous. that I have that on but for six months. So any tweet older than six months gets deleted, but not an hour. That's yeah, it's a fucking IG story. <laughs> I don't it's know one it's one twenty fourth of an IG service. Story. I don't know the service that did it. I can't find it. It was on an old computer, so I can't even check the history. You gotta uh, just start so over. Yeah. I essentially don't have Twitter, but I don't tweet anything anyways. I, mean, I just like repost yeah. an article and then it deletes itself. Yeah. And also like Reese Coop TV, such a good handle. God forbid you don't get to keep that, bro. <laughs> That's back in 2014 when I thought I started wanting to do in like videos that go alongside everything too. And then I was like, nah, that's hard. Hey man, there's still, there's still, there's still time. Yeah. All right, Reese. Uh, thank you for coming on the only podcast. Where, you, where can the kids follow you? I mean, you yeah, have, what do you want to plug? Yeah. What do you want to plug? Where can uh, the kids follow you? Reese Coop TV on yeah, Twitter. We know at Reese Coop TV on Twitter. We've established yeah. that. Yeah. The, the platform I use the absolute least. I'm glad we got that one out of the way. Sure. Uh, Spend five minutes on that one. Yeah. Re, uh, Reese Cooper on Instagram. R-E-E-S-E-C-O-O-P-E-R. The website is reese-cooper.com. Who has uh, reesecooper.com without a dash? Dude, I don't know. They won't okay. apply. What are they squatting on it for? A mill? They want a lot of money for it. I'm sure. An M? Uh, no, no, no. Not that crazy. It's it's no more than the brand value of 30 grand. <laughs> uh, so once you sell the brand, then you can cop the you website. You can cop the website. <laughs> part, 40 chess, my over. friend. Damn. 40, 40 chess. chess. Life is all about what trade-offs, all about? man. Oh, if anyone subscribe to my fucking mailing list on my website, I promise it's worth it. It's very cool stuff. What do we get? What are I, you getting? In, what's hitting the inbox? Yeah. You get a, uh, I don't do any sales publicly. Sales are only for people who follow the email list. Uh-huh. And I give people access to the, I give people access to the website, like a few days before stuff drops publicly, publicly. Oh, sure. uh, like the DIY project came out for like, 
a full 24 hours for website people first. Like when it I did an archive sale, 95% of the stuff sold before it was even publicly online because it's just for nine seconds. Yeah, nine DIY seconds. Shit. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Personal. Record. And then, uh, yeah, no, we're actually starting like now that I have more time and like people around me, I'm trying to actually do more stuff with the email list. Uh, I had this whole plan for a book to do with each collection with featured like a bunch of cool photo shoots of like friends of the brand, like taking people out of like the normal context that you would see them, such as like, like Vince Staples doing the intro audio in my runway show. It's like taking that energy just with people around the brand doing like photo shoots, interviews. And it's like, I'm just realizing. Oh, yeah, I like, can't wait to get the call for that. James and I will do whatever you need, dude. I don't exactly. want to tell you how to uh, run your, your email newsletter or anything, but hey, this is going to be live on Tuesday. We'll send you the links and, uh, you know, you just pop them in there. Just Apple K, my, my guy. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I'm just trying to like turn that more into like social media and email stuff versus like doing physical books because like we don't need more shit out there. We don't need more shit in this world. Wasteful. All right, Reese, thank you again for coming on the only podcast that matters and giving us many hours of your busy, busy schedule. Chef, I know you're not here right now, but I'm going to need you to smash that motherfucking outro music. It's lit. I like the 504 boys, I move through the live, bay. Since so 12, the flame been hot just to show you the time frame. 100 mil down on my desk, but I'm still up to side, eh? Mashing M's in my account to the truck in my driveway. I'm in that photo by myself. No, it's all 100 more niggas outside. No, they gon' ride to the death. Had some good years, ain't no way I get tired. I gotta do what I feel. Every day, Super Bowl, fuck it, oh well. I put a lot on myself. And then for Richard Mill, I'm like Odell. She slid ahead, now my best is the gratitude torpedo. I had to go back and legal my slides like I'm 13 and 0. I told her, baby, this not the remix, this is a part of the sequel. No, we not living the same, we not making the same, we not equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little mama can fly, had some troubles, put that shit in the sky. Bought the angels, know the devil will try. It's so hot, you thought Paris Hilton just said it. When we come out, we can't help but leave damage. After party, ask the world at the planet. Lay the map out, but they didn't understand it. When I'm home, know that I fuck on a Grammy. Yeah.